Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me today is... Luke. And motherfucking... Ralph. That's right. This is episode number 157. 157. Almost sounds like that murder number. 187? Yeah, that one. Uh, today's episode is going to revolve around three reviews, as always. Uh, those reviews are going to be Nope. And not that we're going to nope out of it. It's the movie Nope. Um, and then we're going to review Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Right? It's um, what do you call this? A mockumentary. Let's call it a mockumentary. Uh, currently in theaters, both of these movies in theaters right now. Um, and last but not least, as part of our almost finished but ongoing bat Batathon, we're going to do Batman, The Killing Joke, the animated film based on the graphic novel. And those are going to be our reviews for this week. You ha uh, Remember, you can um, find this episode and all of our other episodes at otherpodcast.com. Um, although there's a funny story about that right now. Uh -oh. Um, no, it's just, uh, no, not, not by the time this comes out, it'll be fixed. Um, but check it out there if you want to uh, see where we are in the Batathon, Batman Marathon we're doing right now and seeing how much further we got and what, what we've been reviewing. We've covered a lot for sure. And this is one of the longest marathons we've done, I think, that I can think of anyway. Um, I think uh, the animated features was probably another long one we did. Anyway, um, but check that out over at otherpodcast.com. Check it out. Check us out there. Anyway, uh, Luke, well, I think all of us should. We have one communal topic to top, talk about, right? Yes, I guess. I think we should get into it. So the reason this episode is one week late and therefore ruined the rest of the calendar by, by one week of difference um, is that uh, we, all three of us, plus seven more, uh, went on vacation to Louisville. So anybody can chime in whenever they want. But essentially, we went to Kentucky for the bourbon. Not all of us went for bourbon. But the three of us here, I believe, went for that reason. Is that right, Luke? You're in it, too, for that reason? I'm not a big bourbon person. Oh, you just came to be, uh, to be a friend, just to just hang out. Yeah, a little vacation. Got a friend in me. Exactly. <laughs> Got a, yeah, right. All right. So, um, Roth, I mean, is this like a dream of yours? You're the bourbon guy. Compared to us, uh, bucket dream list. Of mine. Did you cross off a bucket list going there? I don't know if it's a dream of mine, but uh, I had fun, man. That's all that matters to me. And yeah, I had fun. It was a it was a nice experience to do. It was um, it was uh, better than I expected, but at the same time, uh, I wanted I better than I expected for the most. But at the same time, I felt like uh, I needed more time. Flash more. I wanted to fill in more spots. Yeah. You mean go to more distilleries? <laughs> yeah, it's just obviously. The thing is, our group was a little bit too big and a little bit. Half of us were in and half of us were out, you know? So that was the issue. Um, next time, I'm just going to have commit people with commitments, full commitments. So, committed, you're committed. I want to hear no I mean commitments to going. A lot, of, to a lot of people complain about lack of food. There's barley and wheat. And I mean, stuff we and... went out every day. Right. I don't know why we, but I also eat once a day. I think so. the women folk wanted breakfast. Right. Well, a lot of them were complaining. A lot of people complained for like, oh, well, there's no food or lack the of this or folk. lack of that. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. Right. I, I don't remember hearing that. any of that, but then again, I was one of the few that did and, not have. Well, and then the other other yeah. issue was here was uh, I'm definitely going to space out the driving because everyone took naps and everyone's asking me why I'm so tired. And I'm just like, well, I drove, so I couldn't take it. Hey, I was tired right next to you the whole time. I was falling asleep <laughs> everywhere I sat down. I was right. so, it's so unnatural to me to wake up at 8 or 9 in the fucking goddamn morning. Yeah. Anyways, but besides yeah. the point, I had fun. There was some cool stuff that I saw. I wish I had more money. I would have enjoyed myself a little bit more. But besides <laughs> that, it was... What would you have gotten? Like, what what stopped you, money-wise? I would have bought, 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 like, two more bottles at Willie. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have bought... Yeah, I would have bought two more bottles at Willet. I would have bought double stuff at Makers. I would have bought two FAE bottles. I would have bought, for example, little things like that. I would have done, uh, obviously, Makers, like, maximizing already or not makers buffalo trace i maximize the buffalo trace that's besides the point but yeah, um every day at the, right? at the other spots i would have got double of at uh, lux row i would have gotten something else as well you know i would have probably yeah. bought two different bottles or three two mm-hmm. and one two two and yet yeah, two of one i love how you had the answer ready to go though when of course i asked I did. Question is there. um hey but, it's uh, only a five and a half hour drive away right You're not wrong it's like an hour i mean that's drive, a, we could have a weekend fun on it right yeah yeah. We have a weekend little thing on it. I mean, the good thing is, friend of the show, Matt, who does our um, top 10 TV shows every year mm-hmm. with us, um, he's down there for a little bit, so I'm going to send him a list of shit that I want. That I'm just gonna... Oh, shit. If he goes back to Buffalo, can you just add me yeah, to I don't that think list? He's go- I don't think he's going to Buffalo Trace. I'm saying, like, wherever he's around in town, at the stores, or whatever. Just like saying. That. He's kind of stuck. Um, yeah. He only has weekends off, so we'll see. I'm just saying. If, uh, I'm going to give him this weekend to himself, and then after that, he's getting a <laughs> Here's the shopping list. Right, exactly. Get get to it. Right. right. But besides that, like, yeah, so sorry for the delay, guys. Um, ended up being a great weekend for friends overall. Um, we hung out. Uh, Luke ditched us a bunch of times, which was fine. It was bound to Luke happen. did what? Luke ditched us a bunch of times, but it's fine. It was bound when to did happen. I ditch you? Yeah, he didn't ditch us. Yeah, hey, every time we got home, it was up. I want to go do something. All right, cool. Be back. Best, 50, best 30 seconds of her life. I mean, right everyone now. did that. Everyone at some point <laughs> went to their rooms. I know I did because yeah. my room was a common room. Right, the common room. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. Well, what's I'm just funny saying. is that my wife did that immediately and she kept leaving, which I laughed so hard because, I mean, whatever. Right. Meanwhile, I was like, I guess I'll just chill here. I would leave for like five minutes at best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, but here's another important thing. Uh, we met Luke's um, well, friend. Go to friend, um, lady friend, even I think lady friend is the best way to cut. Um, very lovely, you're so lucky. That's all I'm saying. Very cool, though. It added to the it added to like just a very cool person. I think it was really cool having her there. I'm just letting you know officially. And uh, it was my first time, also my first time to really hang with you all. I don't it's really do that. No, no, no. I mean, Luke uh, and, well, the, really the people on the show, I've hung out with way too much. I'm fine never hanging out with you guys again. <laughs> but everyone else, I don't know very well, you know, um, as much as, uh, as you guys, I, see, I assume. And uh, so that was all new for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen them 24 hours straight uh, for even one day, much less five days. Right? We were there for five days. Um, or four and a half. Uh, yeah. So that five was also four, interesting. Four, five days, four nights. Five days, four nights, right. Um, so that was interesting, to say the least. Some ups and downs, but overall, fine. I'm cool with it. I already forgot half of it. Uh, all right. 
Anything else y'all want to say about the trip before we move on? A fun time was had by all. That sounds like a politician's response. I know, right? Um, did you have fun, Luke? I totally did. Okay, good. Um, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I appreciate bourbon like 30% more than I did. Uh, I do, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not like a nowhere near a connoisseur, nor do I want to be yet, if, I, if that ever happens. But, yeah, solid. Solid, solid fucking thing. I get why it's so big a thing. It's a big thing down there. Um, oh, we also had this idea. We were talking about it, how, how Kentucky, or maybe Louisville specifically, isn't Southern. It's like it's trying to be Southern, but it's more like half Southern, half Midwestern. Because we got a whiff of both while our yeah, state on Yeah. So we're just saying that um, I think they're half and half. And I think they're in denial. Mm-hmm. And they want to be Southern, but they ain't. Just saying. That's my general feelings on that, on the people of Louisville. Uh, and we were also there during the horrible little flash flood they had there. Um, <coughs> yeah, we did look up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we liked that where we were. Yeah, of course. We were on a hill. <laughs> no problems. Uh, even though shit got wet, but compared to the deaths we heard about the next day, it was like, oh shit, we, it was nothing really. Um, anyway, we were there through all that, but Louisville's a great town. I really liked it. I liked it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, me too. Because I did not know what was going into. I just know that, you know, like I just live in Chicago. It's just Chicago is such its own universe. Like it's hard for to rationalize or think of what other cities look like sometimes. And I think I was having that kind of, um, that kind of feeling, that weird displacement feeling going into it. Um, I've driven by Louisville many times, but I've never actually visited. So, But it was fun. I liked it. I did. All the right. more you know. The more you know. Exactly. Uh, so that's our you know, catching up on shit. Now we get into some recent discoveries, which is uh, fortunate for a bunch of you out there. More less fortunate for you guys because uh, only I have seen movies. Yeah. But you guys have seen something different. So why don't you tell us what is that? Um, well, during a little time where we all were gathered in like the living room area, mm-hmm. we decided to put on a Bill Burr special, a comedy special. Yeah. Well, the latest one from the on Netflix, uh, Bill Burr live at Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. Red Rock. Those Red Rocks. Is it Red Rocks? I could have sworn it was Red Rocks. Okay. Yeah, it's really? Rocks. What? Maybe yeah. that's. The name or something? Okay, whatever. Or probably the name of the place or the establishment. Okay. So, um, let's see. Um, I know nothing about Bill Burr's comedy. I might have seen bits and pieces of it. Oh, really? No way. I no swear way. to God, I've never seen a special of him. I, I've I never know who he is. Other than ours, that's more into Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see why. <laughs> no, yeah, it totally sounds like a bunch of us, doesn't it? Yeah, but it was funny because, you know, it was like right after COVID and he kind of like destroyed all sides politically you know the left and the right mm-hmm. making fun of them it was, it was hilarious you know talks about cancel culture feminism and all that hot but kind of old school too like it's a little bit of both yeah right um yeah so what do you think i didn't know it was like uh, your first yeah no, this is like my first time actually watching bill burr to me. and, and i should have for family which none of us probably have. i know and i love the fucking <laughs> and after all i'm like oh no yeah, shit this is fs for family funny. guy that's right that's funny I tried watching it. I didn't love it. So uh, like, okay. I, I dropped it. Me too. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. So therefore, I actually, the next day or like a day or two later, I just had no one else to do anything. So I watched another special of his called uh, Bill Burr Paper Tiger, I think. Yeah. Really that came like out in like one. 2019. So right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So 
I enjoyed both thoroughly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I love his shtick. I love his style. It's almost background fun stuff. Like I rewatched some of his many times, um, because it's just fun to just have in the background too. Not just plus, he was in that movie King of Staten Island. I know you loved it. Uh, I liked the minute for sure. I liked the minute, and um, and I thought that I didn't say that movie was better than I thought it would be, but not that it was great or anything. I still don't. Think I think it's so. Great. Okay, let's not let's not let's not fuck around here. It's not a great movie. Um, but it was more entertaining than I thought. Anyway, whatever. We're not talking about that movie. All right, so now we're going to mute ourselves, and you can talk about the 10,000 movies you saw. Uh, five. I limit it down. I always limit it down. <laughs> um, Ralph, anything you want to say? Yeah, you haven't said anything about the very special. No. Um, yeah, dude. I dug the fuck out of it. I thought it was uh, a nice little... What's it called? Shots uh, fired? Yeah, I love the ending. I got to steal his ending about... Um, what's it called? Uh, his one thing, what he says. Uh, about abortion? What he, about abortion, yeah. I, I love the, his take on abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just feel like, uh, I felt, you know, it's Bill Burr. So I've always liked Bill Burr. It's funny because mm-hmm. to hear Luke say that he's never seen any of Bill Burr's special. I'm really it's just bonkers because it's bonkers. Because we mention him a lot, I feel. I feel I, like I, we do. I, I feel like at least me and you do, for sure. I guess so. so yeah, man. It was, a, it was a great special. And I, uh, yeah, and I dug it. I, I, it cause I, I dug it because he's, yeah. still, he's still top tier for me, so. Yeah, I would say uh, the last special before, the Paper Tiger, and the one before that, which uh, I don't remember the name, I feel like those were more um, uh, uh, more polished than this latest one. Not to say that this latest one was bad at all. I liked it. I even like rewatching it with you guys because I saw it the day it came out. Or the week I have seen it also, yeah. Um, so it's not new to me. I, I, the only reason I didn't put comedy special up on my recent discoveries back then when I saw it, it's just I don't usually think of comedy. Otherwise, I would have a way longer one, like all the time. Like I, so I just don't count them, um, just to make it easier. But um, I would say that, for example, that abortion thing, which I really like too, Ralph. Uh, I like the, the the way he put it, um, his uh, his perspective on it. And the only reason I didn't like love it, or I thought that it was like it just felt half finished. It felt like it was half a thought, or it was a fragmented thought with no real. Um, endpoint to it i get and what you're saying that was yeah. just my thought on it that was like my real thing on it because i know that that's like the the hot button issue right now among others of course um yeah and anyway that's how i felt about that specifically but i would say yeah it was like more it was it was more complainy than it was funnier so like it's starting to like those two things are starting to um blur a little more and i think in this movie or in this special sorry um, it felt a little off for me, um, but just a little. It's not like it's still fun and great, but mm-hmm. just saying, just a little bit there. I get that. Uh, yeah. But I'm not an expert in comedy. Comedy is also very subjective as fuck. So you know, yeah. whatever. Uh, moving on here, I've seen a bunch of shit. So I saw Batman: The Long Halloween Part One and Two. Never Has seen anyone it. seen? It? No, you haven't seen them. Nope. So I knew the next question was going to be that you watch it, Ralph. I'll be like, nope. Uh, you knew that what? Sorry, I knew that was going to be your next question to me. Yeah, Have right. I seen it, so I was because you are like, a Batman me, expert. Let, I, I might. Over- I'm not a Batman expert. Eh? No, 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 don't say that. To me. No, no, no. I said you are our. Oh, okay. Batman Barely. I mean, com- com- I mean, I'm maybe I'm getting there. Maybe I'm beating you somehow I, a little you bit. Might be, yeah. I've been watching them like a like a like it's my fucking job. Okay, I mean, and um, what kind of is? It's not. We're not getting paid here. Um, You're so, not. I am. You ain't getting paid for shit. Um, Batman The Long Halloween's Part 1 and 2 obviously on HBO Max and uh, all animated. They're about 90 minutes a pop. A little longer than the other ones because usually they're about 
uh, an hour, 15 minutes. So like 80 or something or 75 minutes. Um, anyway, so uh, this one, uh, I, I, d- I dug it for a lot of things, um, actually more than I thought it would because it looked kind of hokey, the poster and the whole thing, like part one and two. I'm like, I don't know where this is going. Every Each of the posters has like six villains in it. I'm exaggerating, but let's say four villains. Right. And the first one has four villains, Joker and whatever, whatever, and Penguin. And then the second one has four completely different, also arch nemesis villains. I'm like, how many villains? Is this one day? What is this horrible sounding plot? Like, how are they going to, how are they going to stretch this? Right. Yeah. And like, how is it going to work? And it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. Um, it's, it's like, it's heavy on, I mean, besides Batman, it's heavy on Catwoman. It's heavy on Harvey Dent before his two-facedness. So, like, that is a key component. It's Harvey Dent. It's almost like the Dark Knight. It's Harvey Dent with him turning into two-face, as you might expect, in part Wait, Harvey two. Dent is two-face? Shut up. And um, and they added, you know, different flavors of it. It's not the same Harvey Dent we think of. Like, we see his dark side before he turns to two-face. We see him married and that falling apart we see a lot of the mob as a matter of fact in the first film we see a lot more mob than we see any like uh, yeah, this disguised is, this is, villain this mm-hmm. is new batman with jensen eccles as batman yeah jensen eccles who i thought was pretty solid not like the best but like, pretty solid uh what do you think of him roth have you heard his i've voice? only heard him in one other thing i thought mm-hmm. he was okay yeah okay yeah he's not he's mid here yeah. yeah he's solid yeah, he's, he's a solid yeah he's, he's reliable but not like extra exactly yeah. um and the second one, it does bring in a Joker. It does bring in other things that here and there uh, as as the, as the movie progresses. But like, it's mainly about the mob, kind of like Dark Knight again. Like mainly about the mob and organized crime. That's the major. That's the major deal. That's the that's the that's the thing to do. Uh, but um, obviously, it has some of that. It has a lot of uh, Commissioner Gordon. It has a lot of Catwoman, like I said, and um, and Calendar Man. Honestly, this is the movie or oh, the series. Calendar Man. Holy shit! Yeah. That's- yeah. He's a very unknown one from, I mean, I don't know much. Yeah, a, lot of people, a lot of people don't know about Calendar Man. I feel like his heyday must have been the 70s or something because right, yeah, I've course. yet to really see him being, and he's not even the main anything in this one either. He's definitely supporting. Jeez. But supporting is Poor the guy highest I've ever break. seen him. <laughs> I've never seen him beyond supporting because he is always in prison and he's always in the background. That's and true. this one, and this know, one he's is... He's prominent this, in Batman the Animated Series. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and this one... In this one, he is still in prison and technically a background character, but he's a supporting character in the sense that uh, Batman and Joker and I think at one point uh, um, Commissioner Gordon or Captain Gordon, he's a captain at this point, uh, Gordon, uh, they all ask for his advice because there is this guy called the Holiday Killer who kills on holidays. And obviously, they go to him right away, even though he's in jail and it's not him. Um but like that's how it brings up all these other nemesis who come into play. Like Joker becomes like kind of jealous that there's competition, right, for all the attention of the police and Batman. So like he goes out trying to look for him to kill him and shit. And like wait to kill the calendar man or the to kill the, the holiday. The holiday. That's killer. fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, and it's a mystery as to who the killer is. And obviously, part two is the revealer of that. And I thought that that was really cool. And they kind of introduce a two-parter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They kind of introduce this aspect of uh, in the movie in this in this in these two movies, they introduce uh, Batman having to be a detective for the first time for him. He actually mentions that, like, mm. I've never had to actually be a detective, and now I have to think more than I've done before. And like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. <laughs> just just throw money at the problem, Bruce. Well, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't, 
But uh, it's a cool mystery because you don't know for sure. I would say up until a little bit before they reveal it. So they did a good job, I think, with the mystery enough for me, like, to like say that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. It isn't like fucking Shutter Island mystery, but like it's pretty cool. Um, so I, I dug it way more than I thought it would. Um, don't don't get sidelined by the by the poster or like how insane it looks. It's not one day. It takes place over a couple years. Um, okay, so that's what that is. I also saw the Gray Man currently on Netflix. It is uh, hailed. It is famous right now because it is uh, Netflix's most expensive movie. <coughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and this um, this movie, I got the thing up here. Uh, the Gray Man. When the CIA's most skilled operative, whose true identity is known to no one, to none, <coughs> accidentally uncovers dark agency secrets, a psychopathic former colleague puts a bounty on his head, setting off a global manhunt by in, by intentional assassins. And this is by the Russo brothers, the guys who uh, obviously made Avengers Endgame and uh, the other one before Endgame. What was it called? <laughs> Infinity War? Infinity War, thank you. <laughs> I already forgot. And this movie stars Ryan Gosling as the hero and Chris Evans as the main villain. He is the... the Captain the, America? The, yeah, he's a villain. And he's actually a pretty solid villain. Really? Um, yes. I, I like them as a villain. He is a fun, kind of kind of psychotic, um, but also kind of like ritzy, kind of a ritzy, fancy villain. Uh, you'll see what I mean when you watch it. Um, oh, I'm gonna watch it. It's on my queue. Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't say this movie is bad. It's just that it's not as good as it could have been. But there are some cool action scenes, regardless, and that's what you watch it for, right? So, like, I enjoyed myself. A lot of people are hating on it. I don't think it's worth to be Netflix's most expensive movie to date. But uh, now, is it because of production value or how much they put in towards like? Well, the uh, I mean, I would say like not to be too inside baseball on this, but from what I hear. Uh, from what I read, I should say, is that, um, that Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, I think, were paid each $20 million. And normally, in movies like this that are theatrical released, they get paid back-end on the, on the sales of the movie. And this oh, one, yeah, okay. streaming, they get paid straight up. So that's why, that probably contributed a, a large amount as to why this movie is really expensive. Okay. Because okay. they paid these top Yeah, I figured it had to be something mm-hmm. like that, something for long nature. Yeah, yeah. I, that's very inside baseball. No one cares about it, but I'm just saying that's roughly it. And it has Anna de Armas, who is like the prime star in the last James Bond movie, right? Who had that badass scene in Cuba. Remember, Ruff? I do, yeah. And Luke. I, don't know, I believe it's Luke? Cuba. Oh. I don't think I saw the last uh, James Bond movie, actually. I know you weren't with us at the time. That's why I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but Anna de Armas is like the, the, the fresh... Double, uh, fresh uh, MI6 agent that helps him out in, um, in Cuba. It's amazing. Oh, I, I might be wrong in the country, but I think it's Cuba. Um, Cuba? Cuba, yes. Yeah, Cuba, Libre. Cuba Libre. We should go there on the next trip. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is a departure, my friend. But I would love to. If this trip was for Cuba, I would take that over. Just over, 90 miles, yes. Just, well, 90 miles cool. from Florida, Rob. From, like, what, Miami? From yeah, Florida. Yeah. Just from the United States. Just from the United States. Um, anyway, not to sidetrack here, but The Gray Man was okay, though. In the end, it was just okay. Like, I wanted a more tighter story. I wanted things to make sense more personally, even though a lot of these characters are fun. But the main problem I have with it, I know this might be controversial, is that even though everyone loves Chris Evans for the, being the bad guy, and Ryan Gosling's okay um, as the leading man, I wish the roles were reversed. I would have preferred seeing Chris Evans as the hero and Ryan Gosling, who is a stone-cold robot guy anyway, be the bad guy, the psychotic whatever. Like, I feel like if the roles were reversed, I would have more fun with it. 
but there is still fun to be had the way they have it. So that's the gray man on Netflix. Check it out if you all want to. Uh, next up here, I saw <laughs> the devil. The devil, yes. I saw a movie that you guys will never see unless I bring it up in some way. Uh, but I hope you do. Um, oh, my God. I put Mad God on the thing, and it won't even give it to me. Wow. It won't give it to me. Okay. So it's not giving me, IMDb is not giving me the immediate response. Okay. Um, it. It's called Mad God. Mad God? Yeah, Mad and then God. Did I put There it is. There I got it. I got it. There it is. No, I found it. I found it. I, I probably put dog bags in. All right. Phil Tippett's? Uh, yeah, Phil Tippett's uh, Mad God. Uh, here's the description. Mad dog like the alcohol? Mad dog. God. Not the <laughs> dog, bro. No, because he said he put dog first uh, by accident or something. Oh. I did. Or he assumed. So I like, did oh. put dog first by accident. Mad Dog 2020? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mad God is a film only on Shudder, exclusive on Shudder, mm. and a corroded... Diving Bell descends amidst a ruined city, and the assassin emerges from it explore, to explore a labyrinth of bizarre landscapes and landscapes inhabited by freakish denizens. That is a really weirdly What's a diving bell? I don't know. I don't know why they call it that. No one says that. Anyway, this is written and directed by Phil Tippett. This movie took about 20-plus years in the making. And Phil <laughs> Tippett is the, the guy who is very famous for uh, helping out being in the, in the uh, special effects and visual effects production of a lot of big movies. Uh, his biggest one probably being Jurassic Park. Like, he helped make those dinosaurs and shit. Um, Jurassic Park, uh, Starship Troopers, which we talked about recently, Ralph. Um, he did, he helped out all that stuff to make, make it I'm as, doing my the part for you. <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. I like that. Uh-huh. It's really well-timed. Uh, anyway, Phil Tippett has been working on this thing for many years, like I said, and he had a lot of volunteers over the years come in and help out here and there, a little bit here and there, a little bit. So here and that's there. like his boyhood, essentially. That's his boyhood, essentially. Yeah. Now, um, uh, this movie is hard to recommend and hard to talk about, but it is essentially Dante's Inferno, but um, only if, if if Dante and Virgil could, could get killed, and and, and probably will. <laughs> You know, it is Dante's Inferno without the safety net. It is, it is the closest movie I feel that I can think of that accurately describes what I think hell would feel like. So that is my best way I can describe this movie. Anything else I say after that, really, there's nothing. It's just added on. But like, um, it is stop motion. The whole thing stop motion animated. Um, so if you guys like that stuff, it adds to the freaky nature of it all. It's like Coraline times 10, you know, and I really dug it. It is kind of plotless. It's a lot of like travel. You just the, the landscape, the immensity of all this debauchery and brutality and basically hell. It's hell. It's you just fucking walk through hell, different stages of it and whatever. Um, it is religious. But it isn't overtly religious. They just have like a, I think they have a Bible verse in the beginning. And the rest you just, you know, imagine that's what they're talking about. Uh, there is no dialogue in the movie at all. Um, another thing I used to describe this to someone, I said that this is what um, what the apocalypse will look like if it happened from Revolution 9 from the White Album from the Beatles. No, like it, feels, it feels like that. That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, it is a weird thing to say. And I yeah. think that is also a very good way to put it. Um, it is hard to recommend, like I said. But if you guys are interested in something bizarre, uh, something unique or anything, uh, this is a great movie for that. Hard to review, I imagine, too. 
uh, which is why I did not pick it for the next review. Um, but it is exclusive on Shutter, and you all have my Shutter account, so I highly recommend I it. Yeah, it is horror, though. Do Don't have your kids n- near this movie. It is horror. Even though they're all humanoids and they're all monsters and whatever, it is pretty gruesome, the shit that happens. So, um, and you'll never unsee it. You'll never unsee it, which is my go-to for horror. So, Mad God on, on Shutter. Check it out, guys. I highly recommend it. Um, what else do I have here? I have one more, I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is the one I'm going to make Roth jealous about. Roth, have you watched RRR yet? No. Oh my I haven't God. had the time. Oh, yeah. So well, it is three hours. It is three hours long. So, here's the- I have the time to watch it. The problem is, yeah. I, you told Ashley about it. Yeah. And now she wants to watch it. And Wait, like, you told me that you were going to show it with Ashley, like, watch it with Ashley. Right, but then you told her about it. And I can't watch it without her. That's the problem. Oh, I didn't know. It was so fucking. Just gr- watch it by yourself. I didn't know it was a law shit that I stumbled onto. I didn't know it was being a hall monitor there. Anyway, here's a description. Uh, a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s. This is a this is India's biggest or one of India's biggest action production films. So this is total I don't want to say it's Bollywood because it's not. It is technically outside of Bollywood. There's other studios of course and other meccas for filmmaking industry and down there. I just don't know a lot of it. Raf, you know more than I do and I know you don't know that much either. I know shit. Um and you know even less, right? Um but it so I saw this movie on the recommendation of other podcasters that I was hearing about. I'm like, oh, have you seen that shit yet? And all this stuff. And I'm like, and I hear all this crazy shit from it. I just hear all these weird details, like fucking tigers and explosions, and obviously dancing. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that looks badass. That sounds pretty badass to me. So I saw it. It took me two sittings because it is a long movie. Um, it's three hours and seven minutes long. Uh, I'm not gonna That'd put be- the names of everyone. I apologize. I will not even try it. It'll sound worse. But it is. Honestly, it's about it's as two stars. It is two equally sharing stars. Um, they must be their. That must be like their Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tom Cruise over there. It must be them. Because, it's their Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, whatever. And uh, it is that to them. It must be because the way they kind of filmed, they kind of filmed like traditional and heroic as fuck. Um, and from what I hear, a little bit of like I said outside of it, um, is that they're pretty big in India. Um, this movie is an action spectacle masterpiece. It is amazing. It is so much fun. I recommend everyone to watch it, uh, especially those into action movies. Um, it is ridiculous for sure. And, um, and their, I don't want to say their CG department lacks in hours. Like, I think we have a bigger one here in this country. So, like, it isn't as stellar as that. But that's not the point. You know it's ridiculous from the get-go. You know a human being can't do this. Um, but they also are just human beings, though. They're flesh and blood. But you know what, though? After watching this movie, I'm pretty sure these two can take down the entire Avengers. So that <laughs> is ridiculous, huh? that is the way I would describe anyone to watch this movie. That's the way I would pitch it, is that these two regular humans could kill the Avengers if they want to. Because that's how much deep their love and their brotherly like soul. Like, that's how much the friendship goes. It is yeah. so, it's so interesting and fun to watch. Oh. Um, yeah, it's like a fucking Bollywood movie. It is so good. It is so much fun. I, I don't know where I've been missing all these movies, but I need to watch more. Um, and I'm, I, I might. I might might this year. So um, anyway, I, if you're interested in anything of what I said, and I really haven't mentioned any details, but there's a lot of conflicting stories and betrayals and all this shit going on. It's so interesting. It's so much fun. 
Um, you could just, I can't see, I can't imagine us sit back and having fun with it. So that's RRR or Triple R uh, available on Netflix. However, if you can get to uh, the original, because even Netflix doesn't have the actual original dialect that they're speaking. They have it. They have one of the versions, but not the original. So even even, even if you listen to, even if you like dub, uh, sub subtitles over dubbing, um, the the dubbing isn't original yet. So like I don't know how original you want to be to it, or you know exacting. Uh, I don't know what the language they actually speak in the movie, but the one I heard I know was a different dialect. So I'm just letting you go. Um, I mean, to me it was fun. It was all I can understand anyway. So. Um, anyway, a lot of fun. Watch it. There's no way they can do this. It's amazing. Uh, RRR on Netflix. And that is, that is what I've been watching. That is our, those are our recent discoveries. So we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to review a movie here. What movie is that, Roth? Uh, we will be reviewing Nope. Nope. Stay with us. The residents of a lonely gulch in Inland, California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. This is written and directed by Jordan Peele. His latest movie, Nope. Uh, starring Forrest Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. uh, Kiki Palmer, uh, Brandon Perea, uh, Michael Wincott, Stephen Yoon, Ren Schmidt. Uh, we'll go Keith David as well. I think I'll stop there. Um, yeah. So this is uh, nope uh, third installment. Am I correct? Third. His third film. Third, yeah, third not film. third installment. That implies a trilogy, but yeah, yeah you're his right third film. Yeah. Third film of uh, Jordan Peele. Um, I like the poster. Should cool. we talk about like uh, what do we think of his other movies first? Or I mean, I'm nah, not, we not telling you how to review. We, we don't have to. Um, but uh, I'm going to leave this one up to. Well, I've only seen one of his other movies, and that was the first one, and I'm drawing a blank on what the name of it is. Get Out? Get Out. Get Out, yes. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen so no, far. No, we're telling you to leave. No, we're t- yeah, we're telling you to get out. <laughs> I bid you adieu. Let it- is it gone? Can we talk shit about him? Finally. Finally. Jesus. Oh, his head. Anyway, uh, what did you think of? Nope. I wasn't sure what to expect of it at first, I just remembered it was. I just saw like a trailer saying like, "Oh, the first trailers didn't give you much about it." Then eventually, I saw like, "Okay, it might be like a." I was assuming it was going to be a horror with something with aliens. And upon watching it, I really dug it. You did. I'm I glad. did because I really don't know where this is going. <laughs> it's okay. Either way, <laughs> so I liked it. It was. I'm not, I don't think it's a horror per se. I think it's more of a suspense type of movie with some extraterrestrial shit, but it's still a lot of fun. It had, I like uh, it had a lot of weird things in it, especially with like the Gordy monkey thing, which I wasn't sure what they were getting at. Then I kind of thought about it after the movie was over. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I liked it, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not seeing his second movie, Us. Uh, Us, yes, that's what it was called. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully I can rectify that soon. I mean, I'll, you can come. I have it. I have it. The Blu-ray of it, pretty good. In my next one, Rob, you want to go next? <laughs> uh, no, I'll go next. So, so I thought what was really cool. I, so I'm going to go with. Uh, I like the movie, and I, I like it more as I think about it. Um, there's a cool Japanese, essentially Japanese. Um, what's it called? 
poster for it. That looks really cool. If you oh. guys are watching the, the AMDB thing on their photos. Oh, I'm um, not. I will not. But besides, um, what I like about this is that it feels like a California story, like a California lore story kind of thing, you know, of things that happen in California. <coughs> um, very much so, it's something that happens not in the mainland part of California, because California is so big, you know, that there's like those uh, horror, horror-esque or horror-esque or mysteries that we've seen so many in like even like Podunk, even like mentioned in like I Am Men in Black and those things, those type of stories that you know, that you see. And I feel like a lot of things happen in those random places, not just middle of America, but I feel like California is kind of like for the, uh, not the occult, the occult's the wrong word, but for the mysterious, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it actually fits a great story. I, I think it's a great story for it. Um, I dug, I dug the production, um, uh, the, the location of the ranch and everything that they're in. That's, that was really cool. Um, so that whole, like, mulch is a really great way to put it because it did feel like you were in this, like, in, you know, like that, like, you were surrounded by all these other hills, you know, like you're kind of stuck, um, in this weird little gulch, which was, um, yeah. uh, I like also how the story was, it just relied on our main actors, which is, that's why I kind of stopped saying other actors, because they're really not that, like... Yeah, no, they're not really in it, yeah. You know, it really relies around three people, to be really honest with you, heavily. Um, four, if you want to look at it that way, but really three, in my opinion. Um, uh, it's like three with Steven Yeun. Yeah, that's the way I see it, too, right? So, I uh, I, I dug that, and I, I like the fact that we got a story within a story as well, which is the Steven Yeun part, which we'll get to later. I don't want to ruin more than I already kind of said. Um, but, like... That whole thing is, is actually, it's also like, it just feels so California. It feels so like of that, of what you like, uh, what you attract and what you, you know, and stuff like that. And we'll get more of other meanings about what, what it's saying. Um, but I dug the movie on, uh, I guess on the, on the level of like, on that, on that like mysterious sci-fi. I didn't see it as a horror movie. There was some small parts that I would say were bitter horror, but really... Nothing, it was more like, uh, it was definitely more, um, I guess, thriller-ish, thriller-ish sci-fi. Um, def- I would say, I would say I feels more in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had fun. Um, I did have a shitty first five, ten minutes of the experience, because I had a fucking family of, like, nine or eight kids, or of eight with, with kids. Oh, shit, in front, really? In front of me, and, like, I'm talking about kids, like, younger than Leo. So, like, we're talking about, like, six years old and shit. Hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? And they were being loud. And then eventually they shut up because mom came back and shut them all up. So that's the only plus side of it. But it, yeah, the first five minutes. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah. But besides, it wasn't, it wasn't the other. Um, but besides that, yeah. I uh, uh, I like the, also the use of Nope in the movie. I thought it was yeah. up. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> when that happened, I was like, yep, they, yeah. they did it right. <laughs> they did do it right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is. It is the most appropriate title of all his titles, because uh, "Get Out" is more like everyone in the everyone in the audience is yelling for him to get out. It, right? Very much so, yeah. And "Us" is very like no one's. I mean, maybe they say "Us" every once in a while, but like they don't say "Us" in the same prominent way as "Nope," because <laughs> "Nope," everyone in the situation would be like watching the alien, watching the thing happen. I'm not trying to spoil. Sorry, really? uh, watching the thing in the sky. Like you, like "Nope," get out, and they say it, and it's so much more fun because you know the title. Um, 
so I love this movie. Uh, I, I, it's been like three weeks since I've seen it. And like, kind of like Ralph said, the more I think back on it, the more I love it. The more I find things to love about it, too. Uh, I remember coming out of the theater uh, wondering, like, where was, like, if there, if there were. Now, I do think there is one, by the way. Um, if there was any, like, larger message that uh, Jordan Peele is trying to say about something, usually something about America. I mean, something Americana, right? And because his last two films did have it. And now, I shouldn't always expect it, but again, you know, his last two films had it. I know it makes sense that there should be something. That's what I was trying to say is Americana. Yeah. And at first, I couldn't see it, and a week later, I did see it. Um, So yeah, now I got something much more clearer in my head about it, and obviously, I love it all the more for it. uh, Mainly because I didn't see it wasn't so obvious. Like the other two were a little more obvious for sure, Um, and this one was wasn't as much. And uh, I gotta say though, uh, because I like this movie. And I would say probably I love this movie. I can't wa- I can't wait to watch it again. Um, yeah, also, I want to see if I saw like if I missed things. Yeah, yeah. I think we all definitely missed things. I can't wait to oh, see. Oh, thousand percent sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see what those things were for sure. Um, but on top of all that, you know how hard it is to find good alien movies, alien horror movies. It's not easy. It is hard. Well, the last good movie was uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space. So. No, no, that's a bad Fucking movie. Classic. <laughs> no, what was guys? The, um, you need to watch Plan Nine if you haven't seen it. <clears throat> Don't. I mean, watch it, sure, but it's not a good movie. Um, what was the name of that movie, uh, Luke? That you were all hard about? Um, it was from Prime. Something Night. You remember? It the was one about, we liked. Yeah, yeah, we all liked. Oh, it. the radio one. Yeah, the radio one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was the last good one, and before that, I can't think of one. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, it's really hard to, to, I mean, you think of Close Encounters, sure, but that isn't a horror movie. No. Um, Great alien movie, not a horror movie, you know? Like, it's really hard to find great horror alien uh, movies out there. Um, Some of it I tried, like, the you know, you think of The Fourth Kind or whatever the fuck, Um, and they're not as good. You know, they're okay, maybe, but that's the best. Anyway, I got to say, it's great to have another great one in here. Um, I really I really dug this movie. I, um, on top of the nope, 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 nope stuff, it was, um, I loved how believable um, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki were, like, so, uh, they felt like siblings. They felt like they definitely grew yeah. up together, and they're kind of, like, so different that they talk, the way they kind of, you know, talk back to each other was i don't want to say relatable because Rafi you and i don't talk about it that way or daniel or whatever but like um it, it's so believable like i've seen that before that kind of sibling relationship before um and i love that i thought it was kind of genuine in that regard um yeah it was funny i was talking to somebody i worked mm-hmm. about it today and uh we were uh, she had she had mentioned it to me and i had they seen nope yet right and i was like yeah of course i saw it right and then we were talking about it. I told her just very similar. I was like, I, I found their relationship very believable. It felt like they were brother and sister. Like he was visibly annoyed at her, right? Mm-hmm. But not, mm-hmm. but not, and sometimes audibly, right? Yeah. But like well, audibly to the point where you're, she should get the fucking hint, right? And she's just that loud sister. And I was like, I found her so annoying because she, she fit that like role too well of the annoying sister that she was just like, ugh, like you hurt my soul. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I, feel it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's not her, you know, I, think, I guess that's what she was playing, but it was, it was funny. As someone yeah. who has a sister, I concur. You annoy me, but you're still, you know, family. <laughs> I just saw you, you know, uh, I hear an alarm in the background. Who's, uh, whose house is that? I swear to God, it's every night, there's one neighbor, his car alarm goes multiple times. <laughs> so that's by you. And it drives me fucking apeshit. 
Just letting you all know that we acknowledge it. It's there. We'll just hopefully go away soon. Right. Um, we just won't hear Luke at all. Yeah, we. No, no. There it goes. There it goes. Good. Um, So uh, the only thing I disagree with you guys in general is that this is for for me. It it is a horror movie. Not not that it ultimately scared me that much, but I do consider it uh, an actual capital H horror movie. Um, Yeah, I don't. I I guess the, the the problem here is what what what's considered horror. Well, here's the thing. I was about to give an example. Like, do you guys think? That um, uh, shit. What is the name of that movie? It follows. Do you guys believe it follows as a horror movie? Yeah, I do. Yes, that had the same. Feel. But it's but yeah, but that suspense. it is it is like and, and so I love the, the whole the daytime suspense with payoff with so much suspense with payoff, especially in the third act, right? Um, and there's some shit in the middle, just like this one. You're constantly looking at the sky in the background. You're constantly worried like they are about what's going on as they're setting up cameras, as they're meeting people, as they're finding this camera guy and yeah. all this stuff. Like, it's not like it's all like a mile a minute every minute. You know, there's something shit going on. There's no jump scares whatsoever, I feel, which is great. I love that. Um, um, they, they, you know, trying to understand the mystery of the horses and why this guy's buying them. And all, they added this extra thing and they do that flashback, which is a horror scene all on its own. It's basically mm-hmm. a short film there, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it in spoilers. And I feel like all that combined makes it a horror movie, just like It Follows with you. That's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, not to take away from you guys, but um, that's why I feel like it's horror. Because I, I find if It Follows is a horror, then to me it is. Because I think suspense is also a huge component of it, and I think uh, Jordan Peele just likes to revel in it a little more um, instead of, like, giving yeah, I, I you you know. Because too much payoff too soon limits uh, also the grand uh, finale that he's trying to do. Uh, no, you're right. So with that said, you guys want to just go into spoilers now? I kind of uh, think so. Unless if you guys have someone else to say. Look. No, we can go with spoilers. I think that's where the meat and potatoes will be. And, yeah, and a lot of potatoes. So, spoilers Taters. for Nope. Taters. Starting now. Yup. Yeah, right, right. Fucking Gordy. Dude, okay, let's talk okay, let's just do monkey scene first. Okay. Okay. Um the the, the beginning scene? Or like all of it, all of it, combined, all the monkey stuff. Okay. Steven Yun. Steven Yun and Monkey. Let's do all Steven Yun and Monkey. Uh what the hell is going on with that? Why would he show us that? That uh, well, I think at first What do you think he showed us that? I'm saying I, I I think we got shown this at first was that he's like it's almost like he's not a magnet, but he's obviously gone through this crazy trauma, you know, like, and, and also this craziness, like, that any, anything can happen, like, in a weird, in a weird way, like, um, I think it uh, definitely, like, not touched in a weird way, touched is the, you know, the weirdest thing to say, but it's like, he's obviously, like, almost cursed, right, or... You know, we're hard to explain it, but that's how I first took it. I first took it at first sight, and it took me a little bit later to see it otherwise. But I'll, I'll say, I'll say more of that later. But I felt like it was more like uh, we were just showing that this guy's obviously got something going on with him, where he attracts this type of thing. That's how I first saw it. I don't know how you guys first saw it. Got it. What about you, Luke? What do you think? So, okay, I thought so. There was this one like throw, like well, there was this one line in the movie where it said that like he was tr- when. He was obviously trying to, you know, get the alien thing to do his bidding for him, especially so he could get, like, you know, more views or become more popular. And they said something like, 
he tried to make a deal with like a, a predator or something like that, mm-hmm. but without giving anything in return or some shit like that. I think that's kind of when it led back to the whole Gordy monkey thing. Like, obviously, he had a connection with the monkey. Obviously, he was acting with it all the time. Mm-hmm. And he was just trying to like make a like, reconnect with something like that, like a, something primitive. Okay, that's what I got after the movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, and then sit back in because I, <laughs> I got a lot on this. Well, one. yeah, like I said, that was my first reaction. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll get more into it. I think there's more to it after. Yeah, right. So I would say the immediate thing, like the background, the theme of it, like the message or whatever you want to call it, the thing it's pointing out to, it took me about a week. But what I initially got from it was that the Stephen Yeun's character was traumatized. By the events of that, of him being a kid. I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, that monkey went fucking crazy on all those people. You wanted to say apeshit there. (laughs) Oh, I should have said apeshit. You're right. No, that's crazy. No, that's good. I wish I thought of that. He went ape. That monkey went apeshit. For real. Like, folk. Like, so in that aspect, yeah. we know the monkey has just way more force, way more strength. Oh, fucking brutal. And and I, I don't want to fuck the monkey anymore. And a 1v1, we would, we would, we would lose. Which is dude, the way he was pounding down on that. Oh, dude, the squish and every. And I love how they don't show it. It's great. This is what Julian Peel does really good at. He knows not to show that. He knows you right. know enough. You know enough to know that's yeah. horrifying. No, that's your imagination is probably moment. making it worse. Your, your imagination probably makes it worse. Yeah, he's doing really the jaw thing. He's doing the jaw thing, like every, like a lot of filmmakers do. All kudos to him, of course. Do it right, bro. Um, and he did a good job. That was a really fucking intense scene for me. Um. And what I was thinking is that that trauma probably – I mean, this guy, when we meet Steven Yeun, even before we know that, I mean, we know that he's in this flashback with the monkey, and we know it's bloody. We just don't get the full scene after we met him in, the, in present day. But, like, once we get it, once we get more of the full picture and that whole thing is revealed, it felt to me that this traumatized young man, Steven Yeun, as an adult, became – like, became, like, he thought he was special. I feel like that's what it was, that, that's what was going through his brain. Like he thought that he could like go through with I'm special. And he found he found something within him to say I can make money off this. You know, because he is like he's you know what he is? He is in arrested development. He hasn't aged really beyond his role, his little role in 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 TV in Hollywood as a kid. And he never managed to get out of it because of the way he's living, the way he has those, the way he has that room with the with the with the with the monkey stuff, the memorabilia, memorabilia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like very much like uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, like that <laughs> guy's room, right? Oh yeah, like that times two. Um, you know, if, but if for him it felt sadder, like it felt like he was in arrested development. He hasn't aged out of his trauma at all. You could tell. That he hasn't done the work. He's instead kind of like receded into it and tried to make a business out of it. And unfortunately, it leads him to have this completely dumb reasoning over this alien creature yeah. as he tries to feed it. And it probably worked many times before because he's been buying the horses from his neighbor, right? Uh, the main characters. And, uh, and it's been working for him. But when he adds all that crowd in there... Finally, to see the witnesses, to have the witnesses, instead of just him and his family, he has all these other people here. The fucking aliens, like, um, more fucking food? Yeah, I'm gonna eat them all. I mean, this is like a feast, you know. And that's my thinking as to what the alien was doing in that sense, in those scenes, which was horrifying for me. Like, 
the fact that you could hear all those screams and it makes me think back of previous scenes when you can hear the horses scream. I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty dark. That's pretty fucking dark. It's like digestive. Well, it's cool how they kind of showed you like the inside of it. Yeah, it was like a, it's a giant stomach. It's a giant, you know, it's a flat. It's a, it's a beast. It's like it's a very cool idea for a UFO that I've not seen before in film. Um, anyway, that's what I think with Steven Yeun was doing. Now, a week later, what I thought was about behind the thing is that obviously the monkey being probably like a uh, the you know the minority in that set. Among the other minority being the Asian kid, Stephen Yun, or Stephen Yun's character, is that, you know, he retaliated. He, like, fucking fought back to, like, he only attacked the wife people in that set. And there is, like, yep. a ceiling we're talking about here as to how far a minority could have gotten back then in the 90s when that took place. And even today, as we see with these horse trainers, who are the first, among the very first in Hollywood's history... And they still get like a hard time being cemented into Hollywood, you know, in today's age, right? Um, like that's the ceiling they're talking about about minority, and I think that's what Steven Yeun's character is portraying, and I think that's what the, that's why the monkey didn't attack him and like try to fist bump him. That's- First exploding fist bump on TV, apparently, or ever. <laughs> really? Anyway, was, that's how I feel. It was definitely an explosion. That's how I feel about that. Scene. Do you guys feel? Do you guys concur with that? Do you guys have a different outtake? I mean, I'm pretty sure there's something very deep, and you probably are right. So, all right, Rock. Uh, yeah, I got so- I got something similar to that for yeah. sure. Um, as like it does when you look at it that way. Um, or when you think about it, should I say it does? It does feel like that. It also feels like to me. I also saw it as uh, um, we're currently, and I kind of said it earlier where it's it's that's the predator. He's used to being around the biggest, the, the, the strongest thing around him, you know, and he lived through one, and now he's trying to go through the other one, you know what I'm saying? Um, in a weird way, you know, like, because uh, this, this alien thing is like an apex predator almost, right? That's the way they, they say it in the movie. Yeah, he's like the king of the jungle. Yeah, um, and then uh, in this, in that little jungle of the movie set, the monkey was. It was, it was the strongest. Like, again, he was, you know, that's that's what it ended up being, and I, I do agree with you. It does. There is something further that you can extrapolate, which is like, like, like Luke said, you are probably are more right sort of leaning towards it. Um, I, I would have to watch the movie again just to double, just to, just to get more cemented. On those there is another take I can say, but, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then, um, but yeah, I do feel that aspect. But you know what, I never got was I never thought it was Stephen Yu's fault. I always thought it was just something that showed up. I never thought that it was. I mean, I know it was. I didn't think it was something that he attracted. You know what I'm saying? But I, I didn't get that. Oh, I mean, I think the uh, the alien, the UFO, was uh, probably found plenty of food in that area. Whatever, however long that region is for him, the hunting. <laughs> Boy, ground. wait till he finds LA. <laughs> yeah. uh, however long that region is, he found it right. And I think yeah. Stephen Yun cap try to capitalize on it. From okay, so I, I I thought that too, but I thought. I, yeah. I guess the way you were you were saying it, I felt like you were trying to say that he had it from like oh no like no. He, no no he's no, the no, one who no I just think he, had, he like his like his trauma you know it, like cemented itself in this ego thing where like yes. he became like yes. this that this, I, that this figure that could uh, like basically befriend slash capitalize on a creature that he has no knowledge of and no understanding of 
and I think he tried to capitalize on it. And so, like the so what, what I'm gathering here, based on context clues, is that that group that you know when the, the whole town gets sucked up in there, like mm-hmm. before all that, all those horses he had bought before and fed to it probably on a semi regular basis, maybe once a week or every other day. I mean, I he knew the exact time. So. Yeah, yeah, right. He had like yeah. a time thing. Um, it was like a dinner bell thing, right? Um, Every other time before, it was just like one horse or two horses, yep. maybe, and that's it. So when he brought all these people and he didn't anticipate that, he had no special connection to this thing. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? It just took advantage. It took advantage of all the crowds and fucking yeah. ate them all. Right? Had a big meal. So that's what it was, and that's why I'm understand- That's why I think he misunderstood that because of understood. his trauma from the okay. from the whole nineties thing. Um. That's what I was trying to say. I'm, uh, I'm sorry I didn't get it right the first time. No, no, I, I guess I just misunderstood you. That was my no. apologies. That's no, okay. Yeah. Um, you, were, you were saying, though, uh, the other take? Oh, the other take is that um, with that scene in the 90s, of course, with the chimp killing everyone, is that it was clearly killing all the adults, so maybe it felt like it was. The, the size-appropriate kid That's what I thought is not that. a danger. And it also snapped right. out of it. It looked like it snapped out of it. It looked like it snapped talking. out of it a little bit. I mean, it started talking sign language to him. You saw that, right? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. So it, there, there's another way for sure to take it. I just, I'm just saying based on Jordan Peele's last, one, last two movies. So <laughs> maybe not. Right. But <laughs> or maybe both. It could be both. Um, my point is that there's two ways, at least two ways I can think of. Maybe there's more um, yeah. that, that could be taken. Um so, so um, obviously, I mean Daniel Kaluuya's role uh, was O.J. Haywood in the movie O.J. Um, also, yeah, what a dick of a dad to name him O.J. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, hold on, hold on. How old is he? Him. Oh, he's like appropriately aged. He looks yes. like I mean, I to not be named O.J. I could, I mean, because O.J. was famous before the murder trial, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, OJ was famous in the 80s and 70s. Or but at 80s. the same time, what does that say about us? That why can't he be named OJ? You know, right? That's right. Exactly. That's like a, that's the other problem. He's hero. That's it. Like uh, yeah. Michael Jackson or whatever. You know. <laughs> well, because everyone when he says his name is OJ at the movie set, mm-hmm. they give him kind of like oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a bad, it's like a bad taste in your mouth. Like who knows if the father would have still named them after the whole trial thing? But I mean, obviously, he was born before that, most likely anyway, because Daniel Kaluuya is. How old is he? You know what? I don't want to know. He's probably way younger than me. He's way more talented. Anyway, moving on. Um, no, I really liked him in this movie. I liked how... Now, I liked because... Jesus, he's 33. Fuck you. Um, I like that because he is a rancher and he does, you know, this this particular business in the Hollywood, like, side business thing, you know, that exists. And obviously, doesn't exist as far as it used to be because of CGI and shit. Um, I liked how... He sees the the UFO as a as an animal, and how do we feel as about a, how? As we, a what I'm sorry, as an animal. Oh, as an animal, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said as an enamel, and I was like, what? I'm like, an wait, animal? Wait, 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 wait. No, a total yeah. enamel. I can get there. Um, no, no, animal, like a beast uh, with the hunting grounds and the whole thing. King of yeah, the- it's almost like he has the perfect, unique perspective on it um, mm-hmm. to see it that way, right? As a as like a threat mm-hmm. or as a predator as an animal to understand it you know yeah but it is kiki's involvement like kiki's like driving force of like you know i mean obviously the brother goes along with it um and and obviously accepts it and wants to do it too it's not like he just goes along with it but they like they they come together in the sense like he figures out the the reality of the situation and she has the the dream of the situation which is to take footage 
that never gets taken when it comes to UFOs, but for real this time, right? And like no, no, that's no. the driving force of the movie. Oh, no, of course it is. But by the way, when she yeah. when she brings it up, yeah, I'm like the look on his face is the way I felt. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And yeah, I almost wanted to say nope for him in that aspect. Like, like nope, yeah. nope. Like, no, that's a hard pass. Hard pass. Like you crazy, but. Yeah, and the guy's constantly saying like, oh, "I got so much work to do." Every like every other scene, he's like, "I have so much work to do." Um, working a lot, that guy. Um, but what do you think of that? Do we do we buy that as a as a as a rationale for the the driving force of the movie? Like the the maybe silly notion of wanting so badly to take footage of something so you can, you know, not, not only not start but save your family farm, save you know, you know, make money. Yeah, it's the 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 what's it called um, the uh, lottery effect, in my opinion. Okay, but it's it's a thousand percent that like not the potentially get rich quick scheme, you know. It's no, not, it's not that, but it's the potential of like if we put the effort into doing something like this, we can, you know, solve a lot of our issues. And why mm. wouldn't we do something like that? You know, when it's something that I just it just feels something that you're you can control to do. Like taking a picture or having a video isn't that hard. It's something anybody can do, you know. Yeah, it's like buying a lottery ticket. Anybody can buy it. You just have to win it. Yeah, this is more of a safe bet. <laughs> well, I, I still would say yes, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one issue with the movie. Now that we're talking about the whole like you know finding proof of UFO, is that in this day and age, pretty hard for people to find you believable with the with the fact that you can fake deep fake anything. Right. That's the only thing. And the movie doesn't bring it up, uh, which is a good thing. Because if you bring it up, then you have to explain it. That's um, true. No, they do a great job of that. So, like, I don't blame the movie whatsoever. I'm just saying it's like a small thing, obviously, that we're just too much in our own present day to know so much about the fakes and uh, f- footage can be faked up, no problem, in, like, three hours or whatever the hell. Like that. You can't really trust anything you're watching, no matter how much they tell you it's real. You know, like you just have to buy some things, not buy others. Um, and I feel like this obviously didn't bring it up on purpose. So I'm just letting you know that that's obviously something I thought of too. You know, but we have yeah. to we have to forgive it. So um, state of the world as it is. Um, no, but I really like how he him being a, a horse trainer, farmer, or raiser, whatever they call it, horse rancher. Is that um, yeah? It makes sense that he would see the animal, uh, the animal instincts of this of this predator. And honestly, the movie really makes one of my favorite scenes of the year already. Is um, dude, the the house vomiting on uh, dude, the, the UFO vomiting God. on the house. Fantastic! That was Fantastic. so horrifying. That was so good. I want, I want that wallpaper. I want that poster. Of that, you know, I don't know. Blood can stain the house that bad, dude. It was so much of it. All those people, all those teeth and keys, it wrung them out, dude. And obviously, knowing full not by then, if you didn't know already, I knew by then. But like, if you weren't for sure, it tells you right then and there that's how the father died, right? Like that's like it's one of the the vomited pieces, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which because they mentioned something, uh, an airplane flew by or something. And like debris mm-hmm. or not debris, uh, garbage from an airplane or something. Yeah, right. I thought it was something about like a prop plane or some shit. Yeah, I and then the boy, like, how would that have been in the air? You know, it's a prop. Mm-hmm. What? 
<laughs> That's what they're called. The prop planes like one of those sightseeing planes. Propeller plane. Mm-hmm. Prop is propeller. Yeah, prop is yeah, short for propeller. I can see what oh, you mean though. See, no, because I was thinking of also like his ranch and he had like all these props and shit oh no 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 I, that, that's why i thought like was it like a oh, fake plane or something no when they said prop plane i was thinking propeller plane like oh, okay see that's what i, I thought at first because i obviously I, i've been actually on fucking handful of prop planes but i was like oh is it are they talking about like because of his ranch because yeah. the time coincided with his father's death to when the whatchamacallit uh steven whatever uh, gordy guy a gordy kid gordy yeah mm-hmm. yeah met that entity or whatever. Uh, Ricky, his name is. I guess Gordy wasn't the name in the show. Or was the name of the... Oh, the Gordy was the name of the show. The kid is the show, yeah. Oh, the, oh, oh, I, the thought, I thought Gordy was the name of the monkey. The monkey, yeah. Oh. Hey, Ricky, Jupe Park, his name is. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, that, that was a problem. Uh, well, that's what I said, anyway. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that scene so much. And... Um, Getting to what do you think of the the way the so the third act like when it's like they have the plan they get the the cinematographer right that's like actually makes a uh, what do you call it a hand cranking camera that works without electricity I also love the electricity thing it's so good it's such a yeah. cool thing that they put in there and all this seated in like a three step reveal too like. They show it. If you don't notice it, that's fine. The next time they explain it a bit more, and the third time they know for sure what it is. Mm-hmm. So they do. They do a lot of that going in this thing, uh, particularly with um, you know that horse statue that it eats up, thinking it's a real. Horse. Oh, the training horse. Yeah, the training horse, and like it fucks up its insides and then spits it back out right on top of the. It, it shows some sort of intelligence of revenge, right, for this for this UFO or whatever we want to call it. Um, all that super, f- oh my, it was so much fun discovering it. It was so much fun. I liked it a lot. Um, oh, where was I going with that? Shit. Well, what do we think of the way it, the way this UFO opened? That's the best way I can describe it. It opened. Like towards towards the end? Yeah, at the end. Well, yeah. Fucking crazy. Dude, it was creepy as fuck. So intricate. So I was going to ask you, was that creepy for you guys? How did it feel? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it gave it like a sense of beauty. Yeah. Okay, right on. And Rob, you think it was creepy? I thought it was creepy. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like, uh, like it was like this, like it was a like kite from hell. Sh- it was a kite from hell. It was. It was a weird, like shape shifting. I don't know. I felt like I was entering like some dimension or something. You know? Yeah, I felt. Uh, what do you call it? like a combination of something cool and HP Lovecraftian, right? That's a good way to put it. Yeah, but cool is not the right. I mean, I mean, with a different cool, but. You know. For like the beginning of the movie, you think it's a spaceship because the way the saucer is shaping or whatever, and the way we think of aliens, so right. like, they have to be in there. We don't think of it as one thing, as a being. So it's cool, and they just kind of broke it. They're like, nope, that ship is actually the creature, and it can fucking transform into some weird shit. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, Doug, that uh, it, it basically the, and I think I had mentioned this to you. I was talking to you about it, right, Oscar? Uh. Um, uh the Achilles heel of the fucking uh, of the, the of the creature of the alien. You mean the the looking at it? Well, no, 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 no. that was that. It was more like uh, what it was like what it didn't like, which was plastic, which was like man made stuff. Yes, right. It, ch- it choked on plastic. It choked like on those all the plastic things that it kept eating. The the what's it called? That um, felt like War of the World stuff. It did feel World of World. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, like, the man-made products of our Earth 
is the is what is poison to any outsiders, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and it does. It fucks up its insides and shit. Um, now, what do you think happens to their proof? Like, do you think their proof is um, the the is is it is it primarily the 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 photograph she takes while in the well? You know, trying to capture that perfect shot. Or what do we think is like? I mean, we lost the camera footage essentially. I think. Well, they got. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say uh, he took uh, one full roll, right? The first roll, which didn't have much. It did have some, but it didn't have the. I don't think it had the uh, the the, the sideways thing that they had planned, right? That was the second roll. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, it does feel. Yeah, that sounds about right. <clears throat> And uh, and then the second role, obviously, he like do the lights in the way. Now I gotta move. We gotta get that perfect shot for him as an artiste, as he as like he's kind of like shown as right one of those artiste guys. Like he actually dies for his art. He fucking goes out there, gets eaten up, and gets to shoot the footage while he's fucking getting dragged up there. Um, now, if um, if what happened before is gonna happen again, now. I don't know how it works exactly, but it feels like the footage should be salvageable considering how encased it was. It does look like if that some of it is salvageable. Well, the the real question is here: How do you talk? How do you bring up the fact that like a whole the whole fucking carnival died, and like and then just it's missing. Yeah, it's like it's, like, it's like Roanoke. You know? It is like Roanoke. Yeah. You know, a bunch of people disappeared. And in a, in a week or a month's worth of time, and no one knows why. No one knows why an entire town disappeared. This is what this is, um, which is kind of creepy when you think about it. Like, how could this have happened back in 18, 17, 60, whatever it was? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that is like all that should be proof, but it's not because no visual proof is there. Because um, even sound is not enough. You need visual. We're visual creatures. Um, it would never work, is my point. But I think the movie does te- tend to lean into, like, the proof is these giant Polaroids that she takes, right? Which is also, like, foreshadowed earlier, obviously. Um, everything was foreshadowed in this movie. Everything. Which is really cool. I love when movies do that. Um, and in this movie, I think they kind of make it a point to say, like, that's why she has that look in her face. That's why the crowd being there is like she's about to perform her the opus of their family. Like we are out of it. Like we have what we needed. Like it feels like a cathartic moment for her and for for the family, like uh, the Haywoods. And um, like again, I think the movie is proposing that the camera stuff um, wasn't set in stone. Like I I think maybe when the alien blew up, it probably blew up the things too. You know what I mean? So like yeah, I think so too. Right. So there is no proof. Uh, all that stuff they tried before uh, did not do it. It was this like last ditched effort that did it, um, which is cool because again, it's the whole town's deserted. <laughs> it's a perfect way to do, perfect way to end it. I think it was great. Uh, I also thought it was kind of more uh, what Luke said. It was more like eerily beautiful than it was creepy to me. But uh, the way it, like flapped and the way they constantly played with the with the the eyeline of this thing, you know, which is very cool. Like I love how they seeded that. They foreshadowed that with the horse in the beginning. Right with the yeah they did yeah they spooked the they also flashback to it right yeah 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 and uh, it was great it was great that was a really good foreshadowing thing uh, look at it don't look at it with the motorcycle the horse it was very great the symmetry going on there um, and uh, um, and uh, it also explains how the Team Z guy got killed because he yeah. had that refracted helmet or whatever you call it <laughs> which was I think it's just like 
which feels like a throwaway, like a punchline on Jordan Peele's part of hating TMZ, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I don't know, but I know I'm never buying an electric motorcycle now. No? Because mm-hmm. it hit an EMP and get fucking launched. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because <laughs> you hit so many EMPs. And you're All the fucking time. It's ridiculous. Ah, man, you gotta get out of the area. Yeah, this movie really tells you how many EMPs we go through all the time. Yeah. At least someone is bringing it to, you know, attention. You know, and I was curious because a lot of the marketing for this movie, including billboards, they had those little flying things you see in cars and car dealerships. You know what I'm talking about? What are they called? Yeah, they did. I, they I, thought, fucking... I didn't know how it was going to be used and I didn't predict that it was going to be used to the... I didn't predict either because I actually was getting annoyed at seeing them, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it didn't come up until the very end. So, like, it's not like it was there the whole time. So, yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was well done. No, it was cool how they did it. Um... Sorry, I don't know if we're detracting, but like anything else you guys want to talk about in this movie? And nope. I know we all like uh, it. Yeah, I think. Luke? Hmm. Did we say when he says nope? Yeah, we said it. I mean, he says, okay. uh, he says the most nopes in the car, I think, when it's yeah. raining. Um, <laughs> that, that was just perfect. It's like, nope, not getting out of here. Nope. Here's my question. Will you guys watch this movie again? Hmm. Nope. Uh, yeah, nope. mainly because I want to catch other things that I missed. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely warrants a rewatch so you can just see, like, oh, what did I miss? Well, here's my question. Will you, will you watch us, Luke? I think I should, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, um, and only because it's, us is older and I've had more time to watch it, uh, us is my favorite of his, personally. Like, I, I mean, I love Get Out, too. I love all his movies, honestly. It's not like a big competition or anything, but, like, I really dug us. Like I thought, it's, it's a it's a, it's a u- wholly unique um, thing that he picked up the wall with the with the themes and whatever. Um, anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, so nope is in theaters, guys. Still check it out. I think it's I think it's it's made well. I know critically, it's pretty pretty well re- reviewed. I don't know how it's doing with audiences necessarily, but it's still in theaters right now. It doesn't look like it's going away right now. So hopefully, it didn't bomb. I just want him to do more movies. Uh, I just want. I agree. Yeah. To do more fucking movies, he knows how to make horror, and I can never get enough horror. So I want more horror uh, tour directors. We got, we got a few right now in the play in play, right? Even from this year, but like, I I, I want him to, to make more. So, uh, we're all fans. We recommend it. Check it out, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna review the second film, which is what Ralph? Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Mm-hmm. Stay with us. Feature adaptation of the animated short film interviewing a mollusk named Marcel. That's literally the description of this movie. This is Marcel, the shell, with shoes on. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you guys here. What happened I, the first five minutes of this movie? What? Oh, you, you missed late. it? You missed the first five minutes? I did. Yeah, uh, it was like it was, a regular documentary introduction to a character, really. Yeah, <laughs> it just happened to be a shell, <laughs> you know. I figured as much. I actually don't remember exactly, but it felt okay. like a regular mock cool. documentary. Mockumentary. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Right, cool. I, I have a question too. Why? Why what? Why this movie? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, why I not, Luke? Come on, you can pick whatever. We have to I deal with your movies. You know, we have to deal with your shitty movies, right? Shut your dirty horn off. 
I don't know. This seemed interesting to me. It seemed. I saw the trailer for this before, and I was like, I will never watch this movie. <laughs> but what? Why? What in the trailer makes you not want to watch this movie? Oh, it just seemed so like childish. I would say I, I got but, I did get a whiff of that from the trailer. Yes. Sure, sure. But you watch Pixar movies and other things. Okay. Okay, let's not compare the beauty of Pixar. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. There. Whoa. There's beauty in this movie. Oh, don't, don't. It's so fucking hard. Yeah, I, it hurts. I, thought it, I thought it was a movie It is that, really heartfelt that it hurts. Yeah. I thought it was a movie that, and I guess I'll start since I'm here already. Yeah. Um, which was, um, I besides a, probably, I, I've explained this movie every time I tell somebody that I saw this movie, which is, because a lot of people ask me at work, like, Oh, well, you're doing your podcast this week or whatever. What are you watching? Or what did you watch? And I ask, and I say this, and I every time I say this title, and I go, it's probably the most wholesome movie you'll ever see this year. Yeah, it is yeah. Mr. Rogers or ever. Uh, it might be ever for sure, but I, I mean, it's for sure up there, and uh, it's it's nice. It's a nice change of pace. To be really honest with you, it was actually kind of kind of refreshing um, to watch, and it's um, it's actually been my my style lately when it comes to watching anime, where it's. Um, I don't want to just watch your action, your your horror, or your super mm. drama stuff. I just want to be able to just <laughs> super drama. You know, but that's why I like love slice of life or comedy. So what's actually. the difference between me me picking this movie and something like that? That's what that's my thing is. Is so we're so easy to judge. That's why um, now I'm just gonna start picking random movies at this point just to piss you off. That I think you'll never you'll never see. I'll be just like, oh, perfect. Um, but I just feel like it was gonna, it was a nice change of pace that, from the norm of what I would normally be, in my opinion. I'm with you, Ralph. I'm with you. Yeah, but besides that, the movie I thought it was I thought it was actually really fun. Oh my god, so wholesome! I love the uh, whole sixty vibe <laughs> thing that is going on in it. Um, that they that that they love for some reason. Um, uh, Barbara Walters, right? Wait, no, 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 Leslie something. Leslie something. Sorry, I was Barbara Walters. Um, yeah, Leslie something. But anyways. Um, I like Marcel's voice. Uh, let me get the voice. Jenny That's Slate. Uh, Jenny Slate, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it works out for the shell of the shell being, you know, this little thing. And it's uh, it's such a cool little thing that, you know, like just happens to exist. And the whole thing that happens with like of the right, it's, there's nothing uh, the finding the family or the finding the lost shells. Um, it's it's really cool. Um, I thought it was a really cool, super wholesome story. And I had a fun ride. It was uh, I went by myself to watch this movie. Uh, Were you the only one in the theater? No, there was about like 12, 13 people. Dude, I was by oh. myself. He had the most. I had like four. Oh, yeah. I had a... You know what? But I was... There was a couple couples. A couple couples. Nice. Uh, a few couples. And then there was... Uh, a couple? A couple, yes. There was a few couples and there were some older people as well. Uh, like I said, I have fun with it. Uh, Oscar, what did you what did you think about this? Oh, yeah, probably. this is. Uh, I mean, uh, I feel like uh, you know to retort to respond to what you said about well, what you and Luke were saying about the, the wholesome and you like yeah, it's a nice change of pace. I think that in general, maybe as a, a society, maybe just America. Mm, I don't America. know. It feels like it's just here, but yeah. it could be everywhere. Uh, maybe yeah, but more of a human. You say trait. that because, but we're the ones just just here. Well, also specifically Chicago, we're very uh, snarky and bitter in general, like always. That's more the than internet us. in general. That's no, Twitter. We are here also. We are also especially here. 
Uh, we have a different brand of bitter um, that's a little darker, I think. I feel like compared to other places I've been to where they look happier. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, they look happier in Kentucky, I'll tell you that. With well, your fake game better than I am. Anyway, and, um, and I want to say that it's interesting because um, in, in wholesome times, or what wholesome feels like, mm-hmm. which is like I would say the nineties bar the last time that happened where people felt like everything was normal, even though it really wasn't. It was always bad, but just no one knew. Um yeah. where those wholesome times like these movies would be more um more there. They're more, right? Like would be more often. Um and I feel like when we get something dark, we appre- we tend to appreciate that difference more than the inverse where we are now, where everything's so horrifying, the news is so terrible, that all uh, the events of the world, the events of this country, and not to mention the city alone, you know, like all this stuff, like when we get something wholesome, we don't enjoy it. It's harder for us as a society, maybe, or again, maybe the country, to enjoy something wholesome in the face of something bitter in our lives than the inverse of that. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm know why that is. Inside. I don't know why that is. It's probably wired into us in some fashion that I will never really understand because I am not a scientist in any way to figure that out. But um, it's fucked up. But I want to say to you, uh, <laughs> it is fucked up. I have to acknowledge that and say that I didn't know what I was walking into, but I yeah. liked this movie. I enjoyed the wholesomeness. I thought it was cool. And um, I would recommend it to people if they aren't too better. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what I was walking into either. Besides that, it looked like it was gonna be a potential it, mystery whodunit kind of thing. Like not whodunit, but mystery uh, like uh, adventure. Well, I would say. That, I mean, we reviewed Petite Maman. I think they, they're very similar in the wholesome factor. It's just different kinds. You know, Petite Maman is just, isn't just it, it isn't famous. That's all. It isn't in every screen. That's the difference. No, you're right. You're right. That's how I feel about it. Plus, it's French. It's French, right. right. Everything oh, is happy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so, anyway, as I, I actually haven't said what I thought about the movie. So, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I didn't know it was a mockumentary. Obviously, you could tell right away the first scene, and, um, which uh, Roth missed. But, no, it's really easy to see. And uh, I thought it was a very, it's cute, but also, like, um, <laughs> how do I describe this? It felt cute in a realistic way. In the sense that um, the characters or the things that make this movie cute or wholesome isn't unrealistic. Like, Marcel has flaws and the two sides to things. Like, he has things that I wouldn't agree on as to what to do in this situation or that situation. But Marcel is, I don't want to say human, but I'm going to say it. It's very human. And um, it just happens to be that his... I'm guessing based on the name, Marcel is a him. Um, he, because I know Jenny Slade's a woman. So anyway, um, he, but he has pink shoes. He, right. So I don't know what to do now. I just confused. Well, me. I, 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 I thought they said he was a boy. They. <laughs> uh, maybe they did. I, I missed it. If they did, I don't remember that. Uh, but I'm gonna go with him. Um, he uh, very wholesome, and obviously wholesome by because of is it his entire world is a house and. That the movie plays with that, of course, as to, as he's finding out more and more about how big the world really is, and I love discovering that with him, and that becomes like part of the film. And there is really no plot. There is a major plot, of course, but like there, it doesn't matter. I know I didn't care because I knew that it would be okay, even if it didn't turn out okay. I knew it would be okay. It was like one of those kind of feeling movies. Um, that's the best way I can probably describe that wholesomeness, or oh, that kind of wholesomeness. 
Um, what do you think, Luke? Uh, okay, very wholesome. Obviously, that's, a good, that's like the key word to this movie: wholesome. For sure. Um, little predictable. Like you can tell. It's a very simple movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hard to make uh, though. I mean, stop motion and no joke. Uh, but yeah, it's really enjoyable, and it made me feel warm inside. That's oh, why. How did that feel? It was weird. <laughs> I, yeah. And I guess it's just I'm not used to watching something so wholesome. And it's just like, oh. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm voluntarily watching this. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to get, like, watch something like this. Especially like, two shows in a row. Or three shows in a row, whatever. Um, yeah. Weird. Overall, yeah. It's, and, I, and I thought, like, the whole Marcel thing, like, I'm like, is this, like, a prior like, character or some shit? Like, is this something that's established? I just you know, oh, yeah. don't I know about it. Have you guys seen the YouTube shorts? I have no. Did you guys know there were? Oh well, no, I didn't actually. Yeah, they're they're true. Like all the YouTube shorts that they're showing, uh, well, not they're showing specifically in the movie, but that that whole concept that it started from YouTube, it's true. This uh, many years mm-hmm. ago, um, the 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 director and Jenny Slate both collaborated on this thing. They were to they were a couple actually back then. Um, they collaborated on making these series of short films. It's called Marcel the Show, that's which so is funny on. That there are a couple of the guy doing the mockumentary just got out of a relationship. Well, that's the thing is that they're not in relationships. They came back for this movie. They since broke up. Um, right, but, we'll but, say, but they were not. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. Of course, that must be that must be a, a way they played into it for sure, um, or a part of the driving force of that plot. Um, but yeah, anyway, this this was real. I, apparently, millions of people loved it. I never heard of it. Yes. <laughs> I did not. I am also not a YouTube person at all, so I know that in myself. It's not my YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> that I watch. So clearly, uh, Luke is the closest, and he even he didn't get it. So um, anyway, just saying it, just asking, just to make sure that we all know where we stand. Continue, whoever was going. Luke, yeah, um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, I don't know. A, a, a shell can puke. That's kind of cool. <laughs> that was, that was adorable. And he apologized every time. <laughs> every and it was time. so cute. Uh, another thing that was weird was like, so he's been in this house that's, you know, been like, a, it's an Airbnb essentially. Yeah. So he's come across other people or whatever. Why has no one noticed these shells? And it's, it seems like no one knows they exist. And that's kind of what bothered me. Oh, Okay. I can see where you're going with this. I mean, I can't wait to get into this. Especially at the very end, where they showed, like, a everything had, like, you know, was, like, head eyes and could move. And I was like, what the shit? Okay. Um, not to spoil it too much, but, Ralph, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, I think they were just hiding. Or is it just a thing, like, we don't look for it, so we don't see it? It's like the borrowers. Which is yeah, that's what I thought. I, that's how I took it. A '90s movie, um, and a book that's older, I think. The 1890s. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, I'm the old joke. I, you know, I'm way better at the old jokes because I say so many with other people. But you, you're the <clears> only <throat> one that gives me the old jokes. Interesting. Just saying. Um, <laughs> the only one, and I'm older than some of these people that I give old jokes to, which is even worse. You're older than God. Yeah, I'm older than God. Yeah, bow down, bitch. Are you bowing yet? Um, I think we should. I think we should get into that question or that topic in spoilers, um, no. if that's okay with you. If you're older than God, no, no, the whole thing about um, <laughs> like the the fact that no one noticed them or whatever, you know, like whatever. 
um, the world building, let's say, of the magical realism, whatever's going on here, the sentience of shells. Like, um, we could get into that more. <laughs> we shall see. I mean, I feel like ultimately, just not to spoil anything here, and this is a, just a, a, refer- a reference here, um, it feels like cars. Like, don't think about it. Just let it go. It's cars. Let it yeah. They're sentient fucking vehicles. Yeah. No one's going to explain to you why they're sentient vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It doesn't make sense if you think about it. But there are... And not, and not because Cars is a kid's film. It's more kid's film than this one. I think this one is more adults. Like, I would show this to... I don't know. I, maybe I, no, I think I would show it to Leo, actually. But I wouldn't show it to anyone much younger than Leo. Like, there is a, there's a cap here. Because there is some... Yeah, because you're going to want to watch 60 Minutes some, or some There's shit. some mature themes in this film that gets into some things. that We'll get into spoilers very soon. As, you know, concerning the grandmother, concerning this feeling of alone, loneliness, right? You know, loneliness. Community. Like, community. Like, all these things that maybe a kid would understand. At least not, like, being told to you or being, like, relayed to you uh, like this in this movie. Other ways, sure, but not in this one. I mean, the same Bluey. That's what I'm saying. Um, so, does that mean we want to get into spoilers, or you want to talk about more things first? Anyone? I feel like whenever I misplace things, mm-hmm. and I find them in a weird place, I'm like, oh, fucking shells at it again. I think it just means you're a sleepwalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah, that yeah. I think we're good for spoilers. That's- okay, so let's get into spoilers for Marcel the Shell with shoes on, starting... Right now. All right. So he was a hermit all along. That's good. That's a good way to come back to that, actually. Um, Ralph, what do you want to touch on first? Um, you know, so okay, so you know when they start the they start the videos and they show the, all the likes and the people and they all they get all the paparazzi not the paparazzi but all the people visiting the house fucking TikTokers. Dude, that felt right, very right, accurate right. to what the, you know the it, community. That's what I was gonna say. I yeah. wanted to bring it up because it felt so accurate about like, oh my god, I found the house. We're gonna go do this. We're gonna make our own videos and get our own like little things. But she, you know, he posed the question of like, well, what? can anyone help me find these people? Right? right? Yeah. And no, because like, you're no useless, one, and no one's helping. Right? And no one's helping. That's she. Kind of, and then she, he brings it up. He brings it up like, well, no one's helping. Like, there. It's just comments about people wanting uh, about themselves. It's, it's and, you know he was like, this is. Like, what's the point of this? We, we need better, you know. Yeah. And um, and I was like, dude, that's so that's so true. And if it, it hit that like on the fucking nose, and I and thought that was. A, I good. think there's that Hulu movie coming out soon, or it's out, and it kind of has the same thing about like an influencer type person that shows like how how you know they're piece of shit, shit. They just want views. What movie? That one, the Hulu one. The not okay one. What? Yes. Okay. Which one? Not okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Which sounds like a very modern film, by the way. Title. Um, all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's a really good re- uh, way to show um, the how the internet works. Well, one aspect of how the internet works is like everyone just cares about being like piggybacking on the fame of it, or, or showing off that they know something, or that they met something, or they've seen something. No one actually wants to help. And uh, I'm not saying I'm a victim of it because I don't comment on anything anyway. So I, I'm not even in the game, really, because I would never do that because I'm also never on YouTube so, or even responding to many TikToks for that matter. So, like, you know, so I don't know if I'm in the same boat, but I, I feel it is my point. That feels right. And that's what I'm saying. This kind of thing, this kind of things are like is what makes the film more adult than kid. 
But also, I, I mean, I could also enjoy many things in this movie. Obviously, they don't have to pay attention to everything. I'm just saying that it's a little bit of both. Like, I think this movie fits a lot more ages than than it looks. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, this is a great... I think it like, would uh, be good for the parents also, I think. Nice little random thing. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um... Yeah, I like that. Uh, not, your, not your parents, Luke. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, what do you think of the, the grandmother? I already forgot her name, though. What's her name? Grandma. Is it just Grandma? No. I don't know. No, she has a name. Uh, Connie is her name, right? Uh, if you tell me it's Connie, it? I'll believe you. I just don't I think know. it's Connie. I thought we were looking for it. I'm sorry. I'll look for it. I'm looking at the things here. I, I want to say it's Connie. Yeah, Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. Uh, I love Connie. I love Isabella. I, I recognize her voice for sure. It's, um, it's her. It's Connie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great voice, by the way. Yeah. Uh, what do you think no, of her? I, uh, I, th- I thought it was, uh, I mean, a super interesting. I love the introductions. Uh, where like, oh, well, you know, she was outside and she started, she was good at planting and she did all this stuff. And, you know, they're like, but she gets like lost sometimes, and it's like it just—it felt like it was like, anybody else's grandma. Like, <laughs> like you're you're good at this, but you know she likes to be in this room. She likes to do all these things, you know. Uh, but you know you, we have to keep an eye on her because we don't want her to get hurt, you know. Yeah, and like feel, I mean, just, some of these things feel like our grandmother, honestly. It really did, and I it was like, be anyone? Yep. Yeah, it could be anyone. It was, yeah, yeah it, it felt really, uh, it felt it felt really just normal, genuine, authentic, you know. Yeah, but as soon as I'm like, oh, yep, she is gonna pass away. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would say the movie is definitely like not, not like it's pretty obvious. Remember, the movie is it is like I wouldn't even say paint by number. That's not right either. It's like it's just obvious, like where it's gonna go, how the, the how the the waves of the drama is gonna go. Um, but I think the way they do it is very interesting. Like I feel like this movie has a lot in common, but all in better ways. That, like uh, like the Christopher Robin movie. You ever seen that movie? You ever seen that movie? Yeah, I saw it. The Winnie the Pooh one. Yeah, the Winnie the Pooh movie with uh, Ewan McGregor. No. Yes. It feels a lot like that, where it takes something uh, a pre-made thing like this movie, right? Um, that is considered to be cute or wholesome or for children or something li- along those lines, and they make a serious version of the movie. Now, in the Christopher Robin, I think they went too far in that direction. And other uh, other problems too, you know, you're making CG real um, versions of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and everyone made yeah. it like a little like not good. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if they did the Space Jam thing, it would have worked better probably. Um, but I feel like this one kind of got the balance right between the maturity uh, of what it's trying to say and the themes, as well as the cuteness and the wholesomeness and um, and uh, what what kids would enjoy or get out of, you know? I feel like it makes yeah. it better. So this is a better version of what I feel. Christopher, Ra- everything Christopher Robin failed. This one succeeded. Um, and uh, I told that to someone earlier. I remember, but yeah, it was. Uh, I think that's the best little comparison for recent pop culture. Um, <clears throat> oh bother! Oh bother! Right. Oh what? Uh, this that's one. Point point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know much about the pool lore. I know, I, I know I know a little too. Okay, don't worry. I know very little, but I know that at least. So. Um, th- this movie though, man, it uh, it got it did okay. Where and I'm not saying if, but where did this movie <laughs> give you the feels? 
Oh. Where? Yeah, where? Yeah. I know um. I know your dark soul look, but I know I felt you something. <laughs> you felt something. Where was it? Where in the dark? Uh, probably, probably the passing of the grandma. Did the movie touch you? And, and how like he had like he handled it. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's really one of the big ones. That got me too. For sure. Because that was essentially his entire world. I mean, I had a big smile when they find a drawer full of his family. Oh, yeah. Like, During the was, argument? Yeah. During the, like, they're fighting. <laughs> and, and, like, and that's not even, the, that's not the important part. That's not the, fa- like, that's not the family, right? It's like, that is, right, he's looking, he's looking for, um, for these people. I'm going to call it people. Um, these other family These members. beings. Yeah, and they're not all shells, by the way. They're different. One of them was a practical. I, I, at the very end, I was like, what the fuck? Where did it all come from? Okay, w- like, before we get into yeah. this, I, I want to ask Rob, too. Where, where did There's it, the paper clip from Microsoft Word. Yeah, it is a paper clip. Where did this movie make you feel, Rob? Um, I got, like, the feels, like, as in, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, we're talking about, like, the feels, like, I'm gonna, like, potentially, like, tear up kind of thing? Or, like, I just felt... Anything. Really I mean, I just told you one that was really happy. It wasn't, like, a tear-up thing. So. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I think it was, uh, when he, sh- when he starts recording the... Uh, what's it called, the guy? Oh, yeah? Uh, the, the documentary? Yeah, yeah. When, I forgot uh, his name. Re- yeah, I forgot. Uh, the role reversal, essentially? Yeah, because he's... Yeah. Dead, and she's, like, you know, he's trying to get her out of her out of his shell. Like, well, why are you, why can't you just be right. part of stuff? Like, he asked the question, like, why, why, you asked me all these things. You want to ever share her? It just reminds me of, like, a, a kid asking. Yes. You're right. And it, was, it, was, it felt so, you know. yeah, it felt, it gave me, like, it gave me, like, a nice smile. Sure. Yeah, that's Because I was, like, that yeah. feels so authentic, you know? That's the real thing about Marcel is that it, it's a, he's, like, a kid. And he probably he is, knows uh, he is a kid. It was playful as fuck. Yeah, but, like, uh, you know, it's a, there's, like, a thin line between... Uh, being a kid and or, or maybe or like maybe not knowing enough about the world that you sound like a kid and I think that it's like a little bit of back and forth I would say ultimately Marcel's a kid for sure I'm just yeah. saying that he's a kid with this this being alone and being in charge of things particularly the grandmother and living in general and hating that dog I love how he hates the dog because he's not like <laughs> yeah. violent to the dog at all he's just like I just don't like that dog man and like yeah. he just gets annoyed by it and it's a very like very nice he's just very nice you know yeah I, I love how he gets annoyed like one of my favorite parts is that um, when he decides not to do the interview because of his grandmother's health um, and he's in the I remember the scene it's like he's in the sink uh, like in the bathroom sink right mm-hmm. and he's like saying like no I'm not gonna do it I'm like, because that's final, and I know better, and that's final, I know what she needs, and, like, I just like how he just, he knows, he, I mean, he doesn't know, like, he doesn't get it yet, right, at the, at that point in the same way as, uh, as she convinces him, but, like, it's like, it's like how, not knowing how big the world is, he only knows the world he's known, you know, like, to him, there are these, these things that are true, and he doesn't know how much more elements bring in that give other other truths to it you know like you know he doesn't know not to know um i found that very like i said also wholesome and, and you know and, i love how he was like oh just look for a teal car and once we find the teal car right, a teal car yeah right. Right. it's just like his world is so small and then he's like mm-hmm. oh if we dude, go up high we can see it it's dude, like that oh he gives uh, when they're at the top of the city and he's like right he? like oh, no this is just a part of the city and there are like many more cities <laughs> yeah yeah that was, that was a great eye-opener for Marcel for sure because yeah and the guy held I mean, back, though. I would have said, there's like thousands of cities, bro. <laughs> no, no, he did hold back. Like, yeah. That was a good, that, that was a good, like, um, what's it called, job on his part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then the, and then the sixty minutes, um, I, I, which I thought was really nice. I mean, um, it's like a, it's like it's like it kind of felt like the. Um, I think of a good example. Maybe the Muppets is a good example, or any other thing. Maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know. Um, something where like the whole world just accepts that Marcel is a sentient being, and they just go along with it. Like no one's really asking questions. Like, where do that they Luke come is from? Asking. Yeah, you know what's yeah. asking the Luke questions. Um, like, do I have these shells in my house? Right. right. Um, which I, I again, the movie doesn't care about. I think it's like the cars effect, like I said. But uh, if you want to get into it, Luke, we can now. I don't think that's. I mean, there's there is no reason. There's no reason because there's no there's no follow there's no possible reason we can we can make up that could explain why this situation exists and yet the world doesn't know that there are shells or other inanimate objects that have sentience. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying there is this is not a sci-fi movie. Right, um, but do you have a theory? Uh, I, I guess you guys are gonna think it like it, it is what it is. It or, or, or yeah. I mean, are you that? How, I'm, I'm trying to gauge how bothered are you by it? Oh bother! Oh bother! I'm just saying, there's there's so many of them, especially at the end. How <laughs> have we not seen one of so them? So you're massively bothered by this. <laughs> just. Well, I'm asking you, how bothered are you? I mean, obviously, it didn't like you're going to have to see it eventually. I, I don't know. I mean, I, we'll never get an answer to this, Luke, so like, it don't even. It's like, like the, like the Poison Fred. Toy Story, you know? Wife. Well, yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Yeah, does that, that, does that bother you? Yeah, does that bother yes. you? There's four movies, and you're like, I can't see no answers. thinking about those toys. <laughs> <laughs> that's. I feel really bad for you a little bit. Now you have to buy it, man. It's magical realism. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's not even accurate. It's more just magic. It's part of the world. It's, it's magic. Uh, it's magic we will never have because we're much more better here in this world than in that universe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, also, I don't know what this guy does for a living, but like he can just have a beer, be Airbnb, no problem, all this weeks on end, and then buy a house and well, nowhere. After a while, those the, the those revenue checks from uh, YouTube That's, probably. Tell me why I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing when. I thought the same thing, Oscar, when you said, like, how does he afford being an Airbnb? He has a, a Mac or... desktop and a Mac MacBook. Like, he has both. You know? Those are not yeah, cheap. But, but I thought the same thing. I was like, well, I guess he is getting millions of views on YouTube, so he's probably just getting right. revenue. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what he does for him, but it's one of those jobs where he can just do whatever he wants for weeks on end. Because he seems like he's doing a lot of work here, videotaping Marcel. Those are, that's for free. You know, that's not in his spare time. You know what I'm saying? How much spare time does he have? What's he doing? Well, um, he's not banging his girlfriend. <laughs> that's, that's good. But that's not very Marcel of you. So, anything else you want to say on this movie? You should watch it. Go wholesome. I do recommend it. I mean... Like, this is the whole we level need, wholesome we all we're need, not ready for. We all need this, and none of us want to admit it. No, you're not ready for it. Me and, me and Oscar have accepted possible i mean it is a lot though i'm not gonna watch anything wholesome for a while <laughs> but no but i accepted it i liked it and i could see oscar I, at like uh i like uh what's it called? like uh, uh just that uh you know somebody getting a puppy or something no too wholesome yeah too wholesome. you need an uglier puppy right or whatever get the defected one yes yeah. <laughs> 
<clears throat> yeah, this, this, uh, this is not the world we need. It's the world we deserve or whatever it is. Um, all right. So it seems like that's it, right? On Marcel, the show with shoes on. I mean, there's more things we're going to talk about, but really it's, it's, it's a happy ending. Also, but, yeah. my hat goes out to the, the cleaning lady for the house. She has to clean all his fucking footprints off the oh, wall from the honey. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think she knows he exists. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean he, he that that cleaning lady accepts the reality just like uh, the sixty minutes people. You know, it's like they accept it. It's like just true. Like it's like oh okay cool let's interview him. It's not like Jesus Christ. Do we need to look into all our drawers? It's not. Like, it's that different reaction that you want. That's all it is. <laughs> Everyone has a different reaction than reality. So. Um, that's Marcella's show with shoes on. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we're going to review our last film of the evening, uh, part of our Batathon. What is that movie, Ralph? That's Batman, The Killing Joke. That's right. Stay with us. As Batman hunts for the escaped Joker, the clown prince of crime attacks the Gordon family to prove a diabolical point Mirroring his own fall into madness. Ooh. This is Batman the Killing Joke. Uh, directed by Sam Liu. Written by Brian Azara, Azarello. And Brian uh, Bollard. Obviously Bob Kane. Created by him. Uh, this is a Kevin Conroy Batman voice. Which is, mm-hmm. in my opinion, top, or, top higher tier. It's the Batman voice. Ooh, look at you. Okay. And then uh, the Joker is played by Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, Tara Strong is Barbara Gordon. Ray Weiss is Commissioner Gordon. I like Ray Weiss. Big forehead, though. Yeah, uh, Ray Weiss. Uh, the party. Francesca. Yeah. And then oh. Uh, we could. Oh, Brian George is Alfred. We'll leave it at that. No way. That's Ray Winston. I'm thinking Twin Peaks. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Oscar, you're my last guy. I left this movie for you on purpose. Um, you mean for me to talk about it first? Yes. Oh, okay. By all means, sir. Why Take do it away. Why? Why? Why me? Um, <clears throat> um, obviously, just to as a reminder, this is a marathon, it's an older movie, so we're gonna spoil it from the very beginning. So, <clears throat> pretty fucked up, it's a pretty fucked up movie. Um, yeah, um, pretty fucked up within the vein of I don't want to say Batman necessarily, although it is. Um, you know, within the like without showing anything, they they just all you have to do is just like allude to it. And that's all you need. Um, very good way to do that, by the way. You can make anything PG-13 and be as fucked up as you want. <clears throat> but this is rated R and fucked up. Oh, because they swear. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess. And then the themes, too. Um, anyway, so um, I really dug this movie. Uh, just like I dug the, the graphic novel, probably the only Batman graphic novel I have. And it's very Joker-related, of course, The Killing Joke, uh, which was based on this. Um, and for me, like, I guess I know more of Mark Hamill being Joker um, because of the video games. Yeah. Um, and because some of the, some of what little I've seen before in animated uh, things. And uh, so having him finally be the voice of the Joker in one of our reviews was, was a plus for me. Um, he's very good. He has his own unique style though. As I, and now that I've listened to many Jokers. Um, You're noticing them, right? Yeah. I'm noticing them. Yeah, some of them are crazy. Some of them are uh, they feel clownier. Some of them feel more serious. Uh huh. Yeah. Some of them feel madder. Like you yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. Interesting for 
like how far off they fell from the the apple tree or whatever they call it, whatever that saying goes. Um, yeah, uh, I I really dug it. I really I really like this movie. Um, it's very dark and it's uh, I like how also and I, I've forgotten this since from the graphic novels because it's been years. Is that um, I like how it's a build up to it. Like it isn't immediate. Like you have to discover what the actual like. It takes like half the fucking movie. Uh, or so, because there's like really, it's really like one long prologue and then the movie. It kind of feels that yes, way. Yes, very much so. Right, and normally that that could be a negative, but it isn't. There's some there's some great movies out there or great stories that have done it that way and worked really well. It just sounds like it's a bad idea, but if it's done well, it's not a bad idea at all. And I think this one does it well. Um, those are my general thoughts, but it's, I, I really dug it. Yeah, what do y'all think? Who's nice, Ralph? Look, all right. So I remember this came out in 2016. It feels like I much more recent. I don't know why, but I remember I saw this movie like multiple times when it first came out. Um, really thrown off by the very beginning of this because it seemed like it was going to be like a it was like Bad Girl for like the beginning. It was just about her. And then I back on this other weird bad guy, human bad guy, right? Right. And then eventually it crosses over into like the whole Batman story. Then I was like, why do they add this whole bad girl shit in there? Like at first, like filler or now some of these animated movies tend to run short. But I guess it's her and Fitch. Uh, I guess they're trying to establish like, oh, they maybe her, like her infatuation with this criminal is essentially what Batman has with Joker. And he's trying to like stop her from going down that path. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Which could be and, messed in other people, by the way. It's not like the easy and thing either. He bangs bad girl. High five. Who? Batman. <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> they all do. Well, not they all, but the two do. Um, yeah. Yeah, that felt, you know, it's like, because we know that Catwoman has done this. Now, I don't know if this, in this timeline, you know, there's so many versions. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. But um, it seems like, it, you know, like it feels like Batgirl is what? After Robin and after Nightwing. But w- the movie doesn't acknowledge them. So it's like the first. It's like new to him, right? And um, I like how, I, I, well, I like how that's done. Like they don't acknowledge other players that could be, that could be contradicting complicated things. Like the movie kind of holds it to just, the players that it's in like it does for all it knows it is it, it acts as if poison ivy doesn't exist it acts as if penguin doesn't exist nightwing robin you know so like i think it does that really well it kind of sections it off to this point of time of batman yeah and it Batgirl definitely career. sets it up I, I think it sets it up as the fact that this is completely after the fact of all those people yeah yeah i mean it feels like it is after that but i don't know you know i don't know yeah it could be before um yeah so that's great i love that um and um, yeah, I, I also love how she's like a stand-in for many times. We see Catwoman in the situation, um, and it's—I don't want to say it's funny, haha, but it's like funny, interesting that though she never really gets a—I mean, she gets her own consequence internally about sleeping with Batman or having an infatuation with Batman slash Bruce Wayne, but it's like Batgirl does get consequences for it, and it's not immediate. I mean, in the movie, it's immediate because it's like 15 minutes later, they skip time and right and so on. 20 minutes after that, it's like that's the deed happens. But like, um, 
but she gets consequences for it. And it makes me wonder, it makes me ask the question, how did Joker know? Because it feels like Joker, I mean, Joker fucks with Batman. Yeah. So I feel like he had to have known that they slept together. I don't know how he would know that. Now, it could be something that he intuits. I like how you're like, I don't know how he would know. But like, it's also like it's also a little plausible <clears throat> that uh, uh, I don't want to say a newbie, but someone as uh, not as skilled and not as secretive as as Bruce Wayne, that this girl Barbara would like let that slip. Maybe. Um, I mean, I feel like the, the the best friend that she has in the library feels like that's part of it. Am I wrong with that? What's going on with that? The whole best friend and her telling like, "Yo, yeah, I'm working with this guy." She's kind of say like, "I'm not working with Batman. I'm working with someone that's kind of." Uh, that I admire a lot. Yoga instructor. Yoga instructor. Yep. Yoga instructor. Sorry, is that is that the Joker? No. It feel. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying I expected that to drop and never did. I expected that to drop as a thing because, like, they showed a lot more of it than I expected. And I'm like, is yeah. that the Joker the whole time? Because he, you know, that whole realization when he's like, "Wait, where's the Joker?" Like when Batman's like, "Holy shit, where is he?" You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's been gone for how, who knows how long, right? And, uh, and like, oh, I'm like, that's when I first thought, like, oh, that's fucking him, isn't it? Was that him the whole time? And they never reveal it. So, obviously, the movie either doesn't care or it's saying it's not him. But it feels like there's something to that more than just revealing that she's telling, you know, her sexual woes to some friend of her. You know, it feels off there. I don't know. What, do you yeah, guys feel I, I, get what, I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how the Joker knew because those 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 pro, those sex workers. I almost said hookers, and I went like prostitutes. No, that's not right either. Sex workers. Those well, you still workers, said it, right? Who like boasted like, oh, he always comes here before he does any other crimes. Right, it's he the first comes thing. here before we even people know the authorities know he's escaped. Yeah, and, yeah. which is a funny line. I'm like, Batman, why aren't you just watching these guys every single right, time? Yeah. Um, Put him on that well, uh, Bruce Wayne payroll. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a thing about uh, learning. You know so much about your nemesis or this person, and they know so much about each other, but you don't know everything unless you're realizing you don't know everything, mm-hmm. even though you know them so well. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that that is the thing. Um, anyway, it's uh, yeah. It made me think that he knew. This this single element, yeah, right. Uh, I never got that, but okay, I get what you're saying. I mean, did he have cameras in that gargoyle when they fucked in that rooftop? It did look like that, yeah. Right, I felt like someone was watching, and I, mean, yeah. I didn't see a silhouette either. I mean, I didn't look that hard. Maybe I missed it, but again, no. I, nothing was no, obvious. There, no, yeah, okay. So yeah. I'm gonna give you guys because I never talked about what I think about this movie. Mm-hmm. You guys just started skipping ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that's okay. I'm not. So, um. This is the Killing Joke is a is like starts it's the graphic novel. It's just the, the, the second half of the movie essentially. The first half is added on. It's uh, the first half is a thousand percent like added on just to make the make a movie a movie and it kind of it does kind of work together where you're getting the whole uh, you know the, the whole thing in the beginning uh, mm-hmm. talking about the uh, you know Batgirl and her potential nemesis about this guy who's being a creep but likes her and this and that. And, you know, Batman's kind of like, dude, I have this person. He's a fucking joker. You know, kind of like, mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to go down this road. Like, I, I know better. And he does. He does know better, you know. Uh, but she doesn't, right, of course. All that stuff is extra stuff. 
Um, yeah, when he says, I haven't dealt with this kind of brand of psycho or psychotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, think they sell, I think they sell the guy pretty decent, too. But the Killing Joke is essentially just showing how the Joker is... Like, it starts off with... Essentially, the scene is very powerful. It starts off with him shooting Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Barbara's just, just kind of nobody. Like, Barbara's just Barbara. This is, like, the start of also, like, future potential Oracle, you know, uh, if you guys but Oracle, uh, yeah, I, I know about Oracle. Yeah, right. Which you should do if you play the games. Which I know Oscar does. Mm-hmm. I know you should also, Luke. Yep. You know the games because that's this is where Oracle comes in now. Um, that's how Oracle's origin starts in a weird way. Um, so yeah, so there's like those little things. Um, so this is more like this is probably the first uh, view of uh, again this is a graphic novel. This is off the first view of like we see the Joker more than just your typical. You know, um, mayhem giver. Yeah, more of your trickster, less of your trickster, more of your oh, destruction. Like, like this is what influences Dark Knight, Joker, or the movie. You know, this is what influences you know like a darker one in the animated series. This is what influences uh, Dark Knight the Batman series. This is what influences a lot of those things. You know, so you see a lot of those. Um, this is like the. the the, the beginning point, the starting point. So they just decided to finally make a movie, but the, the comics not that long, to be honest with you. The graphic novel is just... Yeah, it's very short. It's a short book. Right, so they needed to make more fluff, because really they would only have like, a short movie, or else they wouldn't be able to do anything. So they added it. I thought that they added, the stuff that they added to the beginning is pretty decent. Also, them texting all that stuff it was worked out. But I think it's um, a great portrayal of like the Joker, and we'll talk more, more about that in the spoilers, but... Um, well, I thought we were in it from the get-go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah, we were. But um, I get... I, 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 that's what I was going to say. Is like, the, it, it's just the fact that it is one of those, like... Um, it is one of those things about where... Talk about this this guy who was pushed to this, to this limit, right? Um, where he tells you the story, but he doesn't even remember it himself. He doesn't even know if the story is true at this point anymore. He's just telling you a story, right? Um, it could be one of the truths of how he became the Joker, right? Um, a lot of it is lore, where he's the Red Hood guy thing, right? Um, and then, and then, I, I love the fact that it's what the end of the the, the killing joke. I love that that last little thing. The ending of the movie is fantastic, or in my opinion, um, with the joke and them just laughing. It's super fitting. Because they're both fucking crazy, like, like in their own in their own respective ways, you know. Um, but I love the that he argue that he pushes Gordon to a limit, to where he wants to force him down the path that he almost had to deal with, and he wants to show Batman like you need to like. He's like I don't understand you. He understands Batman to probably the best that anybody ever will, and he's like I just don't understand why anybody why why you wouldn't. Why you wouldn't be like, how I am? It just makes no sense, you know. And him, like he's trying to rationalize it in a weird way, but at the same time, like he loves him for also for not for being him, you know, because he he lives for Batman, you know. Um, it's like they'll never kill each other because they can't, you know. Batman can never do it because that's that's the threshold he'll never take. But Joker could never do it because then he has nothing to live for, <laughs> like in a weird in a weird way, you know, a snake eating itself. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a really cool depiction of like seeing Joker just 
more than of your typical trickster kind of portrayal. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I would say the uh, what's that one where um, the Red Hood, like the way I think the way the we get a whiff of what's going on in this movie in Red Hood with the Joker there um, in the last scene when he finally sees the full plan of what's going on. Um, not to, I'm not going to spoil that movie. I know we spoiled it already before when we view, when we reviewed it, but I'm not going to do it here. Uh, on the Red Hood, there's a scene where it involves um, Red Hood, Batman, and Joker in the same room together. <laughs> and Joker's reactions, let's say, is it's, it's, it's the closest, I think, in the previous Joker stuff, other than The Dark Knight, of course, um, yeah. that the Joker comes to what's going on in this movie, in The Killing Joke. Um which is an appropriate title, considering how the movie ends with a joke. Um, a good joke at that, too. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. I mean, for Joker, yeah, not bad. And it, I mean, if you consider the Adam West stuff, it actually makes sense. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I guess I agree with Ralph technologically, but it feels off. And here's where I feel like it feels off. Um, because only, only because you mentioned the ending, Ralph, is that I don't think it felt right. It felt like it det- it detached or like it diluted the seriousness of what came before by the way they ended it. And I feel like they were missing a scene or sometime later, some sort of cut thing that, you know, six months later he's in prison, like for that joke to land better, to for that ending to feel correct, more like a period and then the joke starts instead of a comma and then a joke. It kind of ruins the sentence that comes before that. For me, and then ruin it completely. It just feels off. It just feels like this. Feels like it tastes wrong at the end. Um, but I, I know you didn't feel that way because you just said you didn't. But like uh, uh, Luke, how do you think about that? Like, how did you feel about the way it ended? It felt really weird. It was just kind of abrupt. Yeah, abrupt. There was yeah. no real solution. It was just like, here's this joke, and we're kind of just done. There, you didn't need a solution because the solution is we know what's going to happen. I mean, we yeah. there's yeah. there is no solution between the two of them because they couldn't come to a deal well, terms. There is definitely never a solution between the two. Yeah. Of them. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing is that how do you? It's also kind of hard. Like, how do you come up with a real ending with them two? You can't unless the, one of them dies within the code of each other. Right. That's the, that's the thing. It's just a weird. Well, yeah, another a, a third party will have to do it, which is why I love the the Red Hood movie. Uh, because that is the third party. Um, not to spoil too much. I gotta stop saying that. Anyway, but like it's like yeah, yeah. it's like it brings in that third party to do something with that, and uh, and it goes differently, obviously. But yeah, and um, and this one is like there is no. I mean, I'm not saying that I want an ending between Batman and the Joker. I'm just saying for the ending of what the the themes and what how serious it was getting to that point. Um, you know. I felt like it felt abrupt. It felt weird. It felt like a different taste. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it needed some buffer scene, some buffer moment between yeah, them. I understand. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm maybe thinking too much in, in, in like as a script. I'm saying um, then it is like I I totally agree with ending that way. I'm fine with that if you do it right, you know. Um, but they almost had it for me, and I get what you mean, Rafa. I mean it is what you said about they're both psychotic. <laughs> yeah, I mean if you take if you if you go with it and don't want that buffer scene or don't need it. That's even worse. Like that, it, 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 it cements how psychotic they both are, uh, because that they're standing five feet away from Gordon, fucking going through the trauma of his life, 
you know. Fucking in a goddamn. Right. That was brutal. Uh, and this guy, you know, obviously he cares for Barbara, who he slept with, has feelings for, fucking in a hospital somewhere. You know, having, you know, with a rape kit. Like, it's not, it's not good. Like, it's not, you know. Um, but it, it, it explains, like, it, if you can see, if you can imagine a Batman laughing at that situation, then you must also accept the fact that he has seen way too much and he's too, he's like a far gone in some ways. Yeah. Right? To, like, really uh, understand the gravity, <clears throat> maybe, of the, of the situation. Um, which is fucked up in its own way. I, I, I like all that. I just like, I, I still want to love everything. Um, but the Joker, yeah. I mean, uh, I remember when I, in the comics, like, why is he in a Hawaiian t-shirt and a camera? I mean, I, I know the camera for sure now. Uh, but like, damn, like, that's like, I, I, I really rarely see him outside of his normal garb. Either it's yeah. prison or his usual purple suit. Is he prison? <laughs> yeah, he's either orange or white or whatever prison, whatever they decide Arkham is, and uh, or or his purple, right? Yeah, like I he's a pretty dapper him. gentleman. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying I really see him, and yeah, it's like that's also a part of the thing. Like it's so weird to see him in a Hawaiian shirt with a camera, like in the hat, and you know, it's very different. Yeah. It's different, and I thought that was cool. It's got a visual way to signify that we're showing a different Joker. Now, the, one of my biggest questions for you guys is, what do you guys think about having a history with about the Joker? Flashbacks. Oh, like his establishment of how he became the Joker? Yes. We never get that. That's part of the mystery, right? Right. We, we, usually we get the clutching of the pearls. and you know. Oh, I mean, no, no, I meant Joker. Not fucking bad. I know. I know. We all fucking know Bruce Wayne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's a ch- it's a nice change of face to see someone else. Why do you have to mention? Like you ruined the perfect review. You ruined it. Almost made it to that review without mentioning the fucking pearls. The pearls are quintessential for this. Not for this uh, movie franchise. Not for this. Movie. I know. So it was really interesting because I mean, he's just a guy down on his luck trying to make ends meet for him and his wife. And and also, in the nineteen twenties, what age is he in? Like, dude, know. he's old as shit. <laughs> know if that's really accurate i don't know what age they're in anyway. but uh, it's kind of hard to tell because i mean Batman essentially creates him as the joker so mm-hmm. which is true of the tim burton movie and probably bob kane wrote that somewhere yeah which is also influenced by that like I said, this is this influences tim burton's influences because this all came out before mm-hmm. wait the killing joke came up not before not the killing joke right you mean the well, the fact that batman creates joker right i'm not pretty sure the killing joke how old is the killing joke? Oh, it's uh, in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a 90s thing. My bad. I had it way off in my head. The, uh, the graphic novel is... 1988. Oh, I think... Wow, that's right around there. I think 89 is when Tim Burton's movie, right? Yeah, so you could you could see the influence right away. That's cool, though. I didn't know that. That's pretty... That's, that's way too... I didn't know it'd be that close, you know? The more you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a lot of those today. Um. All right. All right. Um. Then in that in that case, this this comic was even or graphic novel was even darker for its time than I am at. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Back in my day. I mean, I'm not gonna say who had it worse because clearly Barbara had it worse, in my opinion. Um, I mean, she got bra bra. But like, man, they spent a lot of time with Gordon getting it though. Like Jesus, getting um, <laughs> mentally violated there. And it's really bad. And it's like one thing after another. Like I, 
you know, um, again, I didn't remember how, like, I didn't remember the specifics of the graphic novel when I was watching it. So it felt like, I'm not, I wasn't feel like I was watching it new, but I didn't know the details. I'm like, man, he has the whole ride? Really? Like, God damn. So, and then the pictures come up like, oh, that's really fucked up. I'm like, dude, d- too far. Is it, the, I mean, how many times can we say too far with Joker? I feel like this is one of them, <laughs> but they're yeah. not like all the time, though. They're like three. But like this is one of them, right? Like yeah. this is would, so personal. That, yeah. <laughs> this is so personal. Yeah, it's hella personal. Yeah. It's a good thing he doesn't wanna know who Batman really is, you know, on top of the fact that he doesn't Does know. he? Does he just know? Nah. I feel like he would know. He would it's like knowing a magic trick how it works. It would, it would spoil it. But um, I wanna know how the magic trick is still how they do it well. He uh, knows how to hold back. He, he has like, like how they tapper. We agree. Perform it. He's a tapper guy. What are you gonna do? Um. Right. Yeah. Um. I also, you know, the movie has a post credit scene. Technically, uh, Bob, you guys saw it. Yeah, I see everything. <laughs> I, no, I don't think I did. Wait, what? It was Barbara, uh, being the oracle essentially. Oh, really? I maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's a yes or no on that one. <laughs> anyway, that's what happened. So, like, it, it shows not just because Gordon proves it, like, that just put this guy away and not kill this guy proves, like, yeah. he's still within, I mean, poor guy, but he's within his his duties as a, as a law enforcement uh, commissioner, officer, or whatever. Um, but they also show, uh, they, you know, it ends with Barbara, like, point of view of, like, she's going to be okay. She's going to be the Oracle. She's... I don't say moved on, but like moving on, you know, and she's in a wheelchair and the whole thing. Yeah, that sucks. But like, that's like where that goes, you know? Yeah. It was cool though. It was good because they, they need, there's a good thing they touch back on her. Cause otherwise the last thing we would get of her was recuperating in a hospital. And that never is good with a main character. I know that Batman Joker are the main characters, but she's also, I mean, she's, she's, uh, headlines the first 30 minutes of it or whatever. So like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's it good. almost feels like it's a, yeah, like you guys said earlier. Yeah, I wish it wasn't. Batman, I wish it wasn't a post credit scene, but also I get the feel to put the end with the joke cut to smash to send you know credits. That makes sense. I get that they wanted both things. Um, I just so whatever, it's no big deal. Um, very good movie, man. I really, I really liked it. I didn't expect it to be this good. So, um, anything else you want yeah. to talk about? Uh, I don't know. More camel though, pretty good. Yeah, what? I would agree. Hamill's is awesome. Who? Hamill? Oh, Hamill. Okay. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hear that part. All right, so we, we, you guys want to end it there? You guys are good? Yeah. Um, hey, Luke? Mm-hmm. No. No? Got nothing. Are you fucking with us? All right. Um, would you like me to? No. It's going to cost you. No, 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 no. So that is it for our show. You have been, this whole time, listening to another movie podcast. Don't forget, we come out every other Wednesday. Obviously, this Wednesday being the weird one. But this one comes out ah. on the 10th of August as you know, as it comes up. So, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not like it's coming out today. Uh, right. 10th of August, when it comes out. So two weeks from, uh, from that point. Anyway, next time, I am picking the next films. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, I have to do some retooling here. But the next films are going to be uh, Bullet Train. Starring Brad Pitt in a train of bullets, I'm assuming. Um, action flick. It's in theaters only, as I like to say a lot. 
And yeah. then we're going to review, after that, we're going to review a, an animated feature currently on Netflix, The Sea Beast. Dun, dun, dun. The Sea Beast. Uh, it is uh, appropriate for kids, too, but just so you all know, it's an adventure animated flick. Uh, I enjoyed it very well. I already saw it. Um, and last but not least, uh, as we're nearing the end, this is the, the, what do you call it right before the, not the ending? Penultimate. Penultimate, thank you. Is a penultimate Batman yeah, title for our film, for our Batathon. We're going to do the Lego Batman movie. The Lego Batman movie is next up. Um, and spoiler alert, it is my favorite. So, uh, those are going to be the next reviews next up. So, until then, guys, I'm Oscar. And Luke. And Ralph. See y'all later. <laughs>